Hello, I am Chuck Landington welcoming you to the Metal Injection Livecast. Rob went to South by Southwest this week. Judging from his Facebook page, he wore colorful sweatpants and grinded on a bunch of dudes. What a sucker. Why did he have to fly to Texas to do what he usually calls a Thursday night? Here's the show. Because because I was also able to call it a Wednesday night and especially a Friday night. Uh-oh. A week long, Thank uh, you. Uh, half a week long. Super rub. Welcome to the Metal Injection Livecast. The Zubaz Nation is being represented by myself tonight on the live. Cast. Even though you're not wearing them. Uh, in spirit, I'm wearing them. Your spirit is wearing them? There we go. Yeah. You okay. know, like my Holy Spirit. So right? it's your spirit that should kill itself. Uh, if that's how you if you if that's how you feel about fun, Sid, then yeah. yes. Have you just met me? That's definitely how I feel about fun. But I have to tell you the Zubaz pants. We're a big hit at South Rob, by you have party girl voice. Oh, yeah, I'm sure I do. Yes, I was wearing Zubas. I, I was yelling at the top of my lungs for like yes. a It was just Rob constantly screaming, where is Future Islands? No, I didn't, <laughs> I I didn't, even, see, Island. I didn't even see Future <laughs> Islands. That's my point. You were, like, you were looking they, for yeah, them. They played a show on the Wednesday night, but... I, I didn't feel like oh, there was too long a like looking night. into the crowd waiting for you guys to show up and then nothing. <laughs> well, a friend of mine went to the show the night before, before I got there and, and got so rowdy that he got thrown out of Future Island. Jesus. <laughs> so it was uh, all sucks so much. The Fresh Princess of Belarus wants to know, <laughs> will Rob finally come out on air for the 300th episode? <laughs> <laughs> Or at no. least be on time. <laughs> on time, probably. That would be that would be more shocking. <laughs> Our special guest, however, was prompt. Yes, and early. early. Yeah. Oh, so, Barry. Uh, are you saying it was awkward because he was the first one here? No, no. him and Sid came yeah. in together. Oh, okay. Hey, Barry, welcome back to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. And he also brought us cake. And a, and a lot of energy. It's and he watched me do the recycling. Hi, right, thank you for having me. There we go. There we go. So yeah. yes, sir. Barry brought a nice Antimons cake. Mm-hmm. So, Chocolate devil food, is it? I think so. Very nice. Did you bake it yourself? I said it was Antimons. <laughs> he works at Antimons, though, so it might I, I just wanted to make sure. I actually do work at an old cracker factory and cookie factory. So. Really? Yeah. Which crackers and cookies were they? Uh, Nabisco. It was the Nabisco <gasps> cracker huh? factory. They used to make Oreos in my building. Does it still smell like it? Sometimes. Wait, mm. in your building? Like in the basement? Of where you used to live? No, no, no like on my floor. Where like he works people, people work oh, in the oh. old ovens or the spaces where the old ovens used they to be. They only make the Jewish people work yeah. in the ovens. No. <laughs> this is very... Yes, you will make some cookies, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just step right yeah. over here. Yeah. We all shower together. It's nice. Uh, I have a few stories from South by Southwest Let's that I hear think it. I, I could share with you guys. Were you wearing your Zumba pants in all Zubaz, the stories? Come on, please. Z U B A Z. What is a Zumba pants? Explain Zumba. No one never say it the right way. Zumba, it's not Zumba. It. It's not a. It's, it's not like a bootleg uh, vacuum. So angry. It's a Zumba. A Zumba is not a vacuum. It's an exercise, Aruba. isn't it? Oh, I don't know. Isn't it like a form of aerobic? So pissed off. Zumba. Zumba? Yeah. We need to be on brand here. I'm, I'm working on getting a Zubaz endorsement, which probably isn't that hard. Probably not. <laughs> they only have 3,000 followers. They retweeted and reposted the photo. Oh, my gosh. You're the poster boy for Zumba. <laughs> Zumba! <laughs> Literally. Literally. I, I love this. I'm making posters out of Rob. 
<laughs> Zumbas. Oh, Rob, you've got some nice um, chest fold sweat some going sweat? on already. Yeah. Look at that. Uh, <laughs> all over the place. It's not even that hot You're schwitzing. Yeah. It's pretty hot here. I'm sorry. I was rushing over. You but, just uh, came from Texas and you're heat sweating in New York. Yeah, I can't imagine. It was thirty-seven, and I, I had all, like I was unzipped. I, I, I am a met. I mean, my jacket was unzipped. Oh. Yeah. Sid had such a look on his face. But I mean, Sid, if you really want to see me unzipped, uh, do it. I'm comfortable nice. enough. Do it. That was a good one. No. Uh, okay, yeah, so tell us your Zumba story. So the Zubas went over huge because like, we would just be walking down the street. And people, Where, how people, did you even find out about Zumbas? <laughs> <laughs> I want no, this to be the entire two hours, just no intentionally mispronouncing I wasn't this intentionally, ways. that's just... But Zubas! <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, Vince Nielstein booked Hugh Myron... For uh, for his showcase, what's, what's uh, that? A showcase? It's no, a no, show. no, no, no. Hugh Myron is a he's a guitarist. I'll, I'll play some of his stuff for you. He's you like a to. '80s throwback guitarist, and and it's really good. It all sounds like the soundtrack to like a Rocky movie or what's something. What's that? A Hugh G-rection? What's the Hugh Myron? Hugh Morris? <laughs> Hugh Myron? <laughs> Zumba's huge moron. Hugh Zumba's yeah, playing some now. <laughs> Hold on, let me get a good. There we go. It's just like like I feel like an throwback. 80s movie action movie is about to start. Yeah, yeah. that's Where's what it John is. Where's Jean-Claude Van Damme? His his uh, he defines himself by the genre is soft shred, which I love. So it's really it's really fun stuff. Uh, anyway, so it's very throwback, and a- as all of you know, we always me and my squad. The Zuba squad. Who now. is in your Zumba squad? Vince Nielstein. Uh, Bob from Relapse Records, who's been on the show before. Mm-hmm. And, our, and our friend our friend DJ from Vigier Guitars and the band Dead Empires. The squad that I've been taking photographs of. Anyway, so we were getting really hyped up because we love this guy. And we're like, this was going to be our, what Future Islands was to South by Southwest for us last year. Right. This is, this is going to be this year's Band of the Trip. Even It's solo arms, but... Uh, Anyway, so we were getting really hyped up, and, we were, and then I had the idea, like, guys, if we really want to show how much we love Myron, we all have to get a pair of Zubas, which you so can get online. this was your idea? This was all my idea! I totally thought it was either Bob or Vince's. Wrong! I'm really? stunned. Oh, I, I, listen, I'm going to be 100% sincere here. I, I, I can understand how... It's a little cheesy to wear Zubas, but I a little I, as a as a kid, I loved the Zubas so design. I, but then, you so I have never heard of Zumba pants before. Okay, so <laughs> so for those of you like Noah who never heard of and can't pronounce the term Zubas, they're basically a zebra print with various colors. They come in like hundreds of didn't styles. Didn't like the Road Warriors invent this and copyright? I don't think they, they didn't invent it, but they discovered it and became early investors. So I gave I gave some money to. To the Laurinaitis family, hmm. I guess that's all right. And so, you should just burned. So we had our Zubas on, and uh, it's Zumbas, right? It's Zumbas. <laughs> we're gonna have you calling it Zumba by and, the end of the show. Hugh, and Hugh Myron goes on, and we were going nuts. We were so into it. Did he see you guys with the pants there and everything? Three, of course, of course he saw. No, there were nobody more. knows who the fuck this guy is except these three people that are. That's everyone else, was, everyone else was like kind of stunned watching him. Like, what are we watching? But also probably stunned by how 
us four jackasses were up front going nuts like this was the greatest. Well, it was the greatest. This show music ever. is so shitty. Yeah, it's, it's great. So every year you pick a new music act to like. Ironically, I do not. It's like Make a Wish well, Foundation for every, shitty musicians. Every year you say this, and every <laughs> yeah. year I tell you that this is not ironic. I love this. I genuinely right. like. I've been right. listening to this all, right. all day. You have to realize something though. Last year it was a musical act. This year it's a musical act and a defunct fashion yeah. item. Wow, so, uh, it's, it's actually not, refunct. Yeah, we, I believe we refunked it. <laughs> no, but it's it's coming back. They've, re, they've relaunched that line. It's like available. It didn't go anywhere. Well, no, I'm pretty sure they stopped selling it for a while because oh, everyone got taste. But then now it's ironic. No, it's well, don't like nineties nostalgia. I, I was checking the uh, the Facebook page of Zubaz. Yeah. And it's like, isn't it big in like football? Uh, don't people like football fans wear it to tailgating and such? I have no idea. What is the upside to wearing these? Okay, first of all, your balls hang low. First of all, right? the <laughs> fact that Darren is judging my fashion. Sense. I'm not. Oh, 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 how dare you? No. Me. First of all, this is not your fashion sense. You don't walk around with Zumba's on. No, I don't. I walk and walk around. But I got to tell you. <laughs> So comfortable, like genuinely okay. it's sweatpants. They're it's not; they're like pajama pants. pants. Yeah, it's more like <laughs> it's pajama so pants. They're great. Uh, so they're did you get a boner at any point while wearing? Not while wearing. Them, Liar! Right? But there is room to get a boner in those. Absolutely, Zumba pants. there's room to fit like another person in there. Did, did you, you do that? No, <laughs> didn't have the opportunity to do that one. Uh, so yeah, I know they're they're like just sweatpants basically, and, and really comfortable. And the funny thing is, is like we would be walking, and people are like. Wow, it's an entire Zubaz crew. <laughs> you guys look so tight, etc. Lots of that. No, they're was, making fun of you. They were yeah. not. When once you walked past, they made fun. Well, of you. I that I don't know. Did anyone else start wearing Zumba pants? Like you know, in honor of your. Cl- I'm, I'm sure plan? we pushed some sales. I feel like sales oh, yeah. have, sales have spiked these last few days <laughs> due to all the promotions. Yeah, they sold four. Them. So at least double. At least double. They doubled their decade-long production. So we we were getting so drunk, so rowdy. Of course you were. Honestly, I... What did you think I was rowdy? Well, uh, it was basically the end of... Did you crowd surf? The end of the night. Oh, God. No. It was the end of the night at this point. We were, were like, super drunk. And the bars close at two, and then, like, everyone just, you know... Is out on the street and there's you can't walk like the the streets are closed for cars so everyone's just walking on the street. Mm-hmm. There's thousands of people on the main road, which is Sixth Street, and we started shooting video. And did you know that if you're at South by Southwest with a camera, people will just randomly start coming up to you and think they're they're on like TV and like oh am I famous? Am I famous? And then we realized it's not even the camera. It's the light. <laughs> people, oh. And so what? Uh, our buddy DJ took the light and started going up to people and be like, hey, you're on camera, say hello. And they would be talking to the to light, light. <laughs> as if it's a cat, like, yo, I'm here in South by Southwest, uh. repping on. And it's like, wow, these people. <laughs> well, technology these days, they probably think that's an actual thing now, a light that's also a camera. Did you Maybe. get them to flash you? Yeah, did any of that happen? Uh, lots of penises. Lots. Oh, uh, bo- no boobs, though. No, no flash. Oh, there actually was one flash that uh, Frank, doc- Frank documented on camera. Is he, when is he was uploading that? Was it for that? Frank? Is that the new babe of the day? <laughs> <laughs> we are never bringing that back. No, unless, unless Zuba sponsors it. <laughs> oh, they, I, you know what? They would. What if Zumba sponsors it? That also, <laughs> either you one. take it? Curves? Um, Lucille Roberts, whoever, it's fine. Did you get any barbecue sauce on your Zumba pants? Uh, I did not. I did go to get barbecue in my Zubas. And by the way, Zubas are a great pant to wear to barbecue. Because you get to the line. 
No, also, you don't have to worry about, you know, when you're so full, you have to un- unbuckle your belt. There's no belt. <laughs> you it's don't just have to an wear- elastic band, it right? just Yeah, it stretches out with you your You know, stomach. you don't have to wear a belt with any pants. This is my, you're optional. blowing my mind. It's optional. And now another interaction I had. So there's like an alley of uh, food trucks uh-huh. there. And there was a, a shawarma place. Oh. And then again, late in the day, it was like, uh, so these drunk, these like, Drunk Pakistanis who own the, sh- the shawarma spot were like hanging out outside the truck, and the, you pay for like. Did you, they, did you get a freebie? He's getting to that part. Yeah, let me finish my story. This is a great story, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, like, though, as it was happening, I was like, I can't wait to, to tell oh, this on the live cast. He totally so got then, a freebie. So then, uh, I, I go to get a wa- like I pay for the water at the truck, and they're like, "Oh, the cooler's over there." And one of these Pakistani guys is sitting on the cooler, and I'm like, "Hey, uh, I paid for water." He's like, "No, you didn't. You didn't pay me." And I'm like. Yeah, I did. I paid this guy over here. He told me to get the water. And he's like, no, you're going to have to fight me. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, dude, I'm twice the size of you right now. Like, I could fling you off of this thing. <laughs> like, get the... I, I wasn't aggressive with him at all. I was like, get up and let me get my water. Just give me my water. Then finally, like, this other guy comes to me. He's like, bro, bro, come on. Stop fucking around. Get up. Give him his water. Give him his water. And then my friend Bob ends up talking to this guy. And he and the guy is like, what's with the pants, guys? And Bob's like, oh, I'm the president of Zubaz. These, this is all, we're all just, you know, promoting it here. And he's like, yeah, how, how much do you, do you pay for a pant? And he's like, oh, I do. It's like $40. He's like, bro, I can make these pants for you. One fifty a pop. I, I know. It. I know sweatshop. He's like, he's like trying to market his like sweatshop thing to, to This guy's got food and trucks it, and sweatshops. <laughs> so Bob Packy just couldn't keep children. a straight face. And it you was want ridiculous. Zubas that smell like lamb meat? Because <laughs> it's all made in the same factory. I guess. There you go. How do you that's know they actually, don't already smell like and, lamb meat? Well, once Rob Rob's put them on for sure, yeah. yeah. If that's all they smell like, we're lucky. <laughs> and so then I start talking to this guy and he's like, oh, sorry, I just messed around with you. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, hey, you know, I'm, uh, my dad's from Iran. So, uh, uh, salam and alaikum, I tell him. And he's like, oh, <laughs> like, and then like we get into a, like it's a little blurry here, but we get into a conversation. And then at some point he's like, yo, I'm going to go tell the the cops that, that you're, you're Iranian. And I'm like he's like threatening me, and I'm like, dude, look at me and look at you. Who looks more Iranian? Here's the thing, right though, now? man. He might be Pakistani, but he's also a Texan. He will oh, get yeah, you fucking true. kicked out of there, man. Yeah. We don't like foreigners. Yeah. They all become like that once they move to Texas. That's Moses. Yeah. So uh, that was fun. Uh, I like how you play the Arab card when it's convenient for you. Yeah. Salam alaikum. Yeah. I was just—I was making a good, good joke, a little, a little jokey. You poo. think that's funny to that guy? That's his life. He that's was not religion. offended at all. He, he was have said he was uh, just it. like you. Rob, you should have taken that's off your uh, Zumbas and made a Muslim prayer rug and kneeled down on that, <laughs> <laughs> just to mock his religion a little more. Yeah. How is that? Hey, mock- which way is east, bro? How? <laughs> I gotta put my Zumbas down. <laughs> I gotta pray to Mecca over here. How was I mocking? I wasn't mocking him at all. Salam alaikum, man. I just thought how I said it. My dad's from Iran. <laughs> He's Jewish, but you know, at least that's what I'm telling people. Is that, a, is that what I said? Yes. When you're drunk, yes. Yes. Except a lot louder. Yes. Hold on. Give me a magic marker. I want to write the Quran on these Zumbas here. <laughs> My New York accent really comes out when I'm yeah. trying. <laughs> By comparison to all the Texans. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, good <sighs> stuff. Lots of Zubas. So any music that you saw that actually was good? Yeah, I saw... Uh, M.U.R.? Oh, uh, how, do, how do you? I don't know. His last Walter from Gorilla Biscuits was his Walter, last. Walter Schreifels. Schreifels, I can never pronounce it. But his new band, Vanishing Life, is really, really good. And I saw United Nations for the first time. That's Jeff from Thursdays. New yeah, I, hate, I hated Bear. Thursday. Does it sound like Thursday? Sounds nothing like Thursday. It's, I, it's like thing, hardcore. Well, the thing I didn't like about Thursday was that guy's voice. It's that was good. like my least I favorite thing. It, it wasn't. It, there's no. It's like, less singy. Yeah, it's all screaming. Okay. mostly, and it's good. And, and I met uh, Jonah Bayer from United Nations and his sister, Vanessa, okay. who was on SNL. And she was very nice. You actually met her and spoke to her? Yeah. Oh, wow. How'd that go? Uh, I was like, thank you for Jacob the Bar Mitzvah, boy. That's my favorite thing ever. And she's like, oh, you know, everyone says that's just Jonah. And I'm like, it's all of us, Vanessa. It's all <laughs> of us. <laughs> Did she uh, like that? Yeah, and she laughed. So. Did and you make out with her a little bit after that? No. Did she like your Zumba pants? <laughs> I, I wasn't wearing Zubas at this you point. You are so this lucky. Was at, this was at like a... You finger her in public? <laughs> no. 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 Private? <laughs> I did bring her back to the room. And, oh! But the, uh, that's strictly off the record. Now she okay. has her own pair of Zumba pants. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? <laughs> oh, sorry. This is still my own. I liked before when it was the song that didn't have any sound. That was a yeah. good song by that guy. It's like a John Cage. Is he from Bayonne? Because that would my, my room from, from Bayonne. Bayonne. Yeah, that would be good. That would be a hook. Is he? I I would believe it. He is originally from New York, so he might no. be. You don't no, know that's New Jersey, Bayonne. So if he's originally from, I New mean York, the New York area. Oh. So he could have been born in and oh. then relocated. You don't know. There's a bridge there. Maybe he was born on the bridge. <laughs> if he was uh, born on the bridge, uh, that's the best part of all resident? the songs. <laughs> The bridge. <laughs> the bridge. I don't even know where we're going with this. Country. <laughs> oh, we have a caller. Uh oh. Five one two. You're on the live cast. It's Godless from the Metal Podcast. All right, Godless. Thank you. Uh, a, a person who hey. witnessed 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 <laughs> witnessed the Zubaz Nation in person. Godless, how you doing, buddy? Good. I'm, I'm not echoing or anything, Mike. No. no, no, no. You sound fine. good. You sound good. To oh, us. okay. Because I, I'm hearing a big echo on my side, but I'll try to ignore it. I just, I just thought that like Rob is the only one who's given the story as to what went down, and there doesn't seem to be like any other witnesses. So everybody's going to accept what happened with these pants and being the truth. <laughs> okay. All right. Wait, is Rob not telling the whole truth? Well, my favorite. Oh, uh, oh. Well, go on. Godless, Godless, you were there for my roan as well. You were. A little uh, further behind me, so you got to experience the whole thing as an outside party. So, how was it from your perspective? Well, uh, I guess I should kind of, I could kind of preface it that like, like uh, my role is is one dude playing guitar to what I assume is like a a cassette stolen from you know like the dude from Miami Vice's yeah. like shady car, <laughs> and it's it, that just one dude playing guitar. He should be in his basement. You know, underneath, you know, his mom's house. That's, so close that's my own. That's, so that's what it's. I agree. That's what it sounded like to me as well. I'm not close minded. I heard it, yeah. <laughs> and I'm judging it after hearing it. <laughs> so, like, like you, I, I, mean, I should also say this. Like, my own is not a hit in this club. There's four dudes up front <laughs> that's, going crazy, that's and exactly. and that is entertaining. It's all get out, but you know, it's yeah. That's, 
that's the show right there. It's Rob and, and Vince and those guys just like, you know, bouncing up and down. Did people think it was like an improv everywhere bit where like four bros just show up to this <laughs> show that nobody cares about? And after they left there, they all yeah. dressed like Best Buy employees yeah. and stood in a Best Buy. And then like a flash mob somewhere. <laughs> The Gangnam style at a barbecue joint. Rob, just like you elevated the sales of Zumba pants, you elevated the popularity of this show as well by, by four. four people. It, it was like a circle of embarrassment. <laughs> that, that is show a, title. That, that is incorrect because there was nobody in that circle who was the least bit embarrassed. I know, but check this out. So she's playing embarrassing music, proud of it, I don't know why, you guys are jumping around and going crazy. He's so embarrassed of you guys that dude had to wear a mask. <laughs> he does wear a mask, I but mean, he was not at all embarrassed. He loves his fans. He uh, loves the Myro Nation. No. Oh, you're right. You? No, no, no. It was not. Sorry, it's not the Myro Nation. It's the Myro Maniacs. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> That's what we said we were. Myron. Oh, no, See, he we he coins that. these we coined terms. That. It's, he doesn't these coin four it. people. Yeah, it's all us. We're basically starting a marketing company. When they got breakfast tacos the next morning, they were breakfast taco nation. Oh, okay. When they were packing their bags to go home, they were luggage nation. I'm just saying, <laughs> at least more than four people eat breakfast tacos, though. True. That's the thing. Yes, that's Can you true. really make a nation? But of while four wearing people? Zumba's pants? <laughs> Sorry, right, fair no. Zumba's. <laughs> You know, like '80s fashion. Like the only reason that uh, it worked then was because there was no internet to like record that embarrassment for all yep. time. And, and yet here we are publicly uh, posting these photos without and any plus, embarrassment. Everyone was on coke then, so it seemed like a good mm. idea at the time. Do yeah, any coke this week, Rob? No. Sorry, go ahead. Well, I was going to say metal injections is better continue to succeed because, like, you know, you ever try to get like a real job, <laughs> your resume is going to get in the pile with the pedophiles and people who don't speak English. <laughs> All of which Rob has also been accused of. <laughs> so, but Zumba's is wearing Zumba's is really yeah. worse than either of those two. Yeah. You guys are just a bunch of bullies. Oh yeah, you're yep. zoo bullies. I'm Zumba shaming you. We're a bully yes. nation. Yes, thank you. Stop Zumba shaming me. <laughs> I think that's true. Yeah. We're discussing in the chat what other terrible things you should bring back, like flare jeans and mullets. Slap no, bracelets? No, no. I never minded slap Bugle bracelets. Bugle boys? Tamagotchis. I had <laughs> Oh, my God. Tamagotchi still needs another 15 years before yeah. it's dated enough. I bet there's an it. app now. I bet there's a Tamagotchi sure. app. So, uh, Godless, any other highlights uh, other than the, the Zubaz Nation for you? And, uh, and <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, Ken Mode are like the greatest live band in the world. Just so good. That was from your, your showcase. And I was on. I was floored how good they were. And yeah. their new music is is just a huge leap forward. I can't wait for this new album now. Yeah, I was really uh, excited at our showcase. David Frick from uh, Rolling Stone was there. I was like, "Whoa, wait a minute." Were you what? wearing your Zumba pants? No, I didn't wear. I, uh, I, to I, your own show, you didn't wear. Them? I was in business mode for my show. I wasn't in party. <laughs> mode. <laughs> you got to change it up sometimes. Uh, and I asked him, but he was there to see Mantar from. Germany, who he said multiple people in the know told him to check them out. Wasn't that a wrestler, Mantor? Yeah, no, it's spelled <laughs> differently, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> Did you have like a long talk with him? Oh, it was just that. It was just basically that, because what am I going to talk to him about? I don't know. His career? 
I don't know. Get him on Beyond the Band. <laughs> His career. Like what? Yeah, so it's so illustrious, Dave, sir. So Dave, how did you get started? How did you get so far while looking like Skeletor? How did you, how did you do it? <laughs> I, I feel like that would have been a good hook to get him on Beyond the Band. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of Beyond the Band, we actually have a guest that uh, I think we need to get to. Godless, thank you so much for uh, thank you, calling in with your perspective. You're yes. incorrect. You're skewed. <laughs> Elitist Fair perspective. <laughs> and everyone check out you the guys. Metal Sucks podcast, metalsucks.net. Uh, who do you guys have this week? Uh, oh, uh, oh, man, now you're putting me on the spot. Uh, the drummer dude uh, with... Um, oh, German guy with uh, the twisted sister uh, drummer. He was with Necrophagus. Hans Grossman. Hans Grossman. Yeah. Hans Gruber. Oh, cool. Hans right. Molman. <laughs> we get the whole group on on like uh, uh, the whole breakdown with uh, his last band. What was his last band? Do you remember Rob? Obscura. Obscura. Yes, he gives us the whole but you know breakdown on what went down. Sounds with like that you were really engaged in that interview. <laughs> <laughs> what's that other? What's that band he was in? Well, he's yeah. not doing it now. Touche. Some guy. Yeah, I did it like two, you know, two and a half weeks ago. And dude, it's in the wake of your pants, man. I yeah. can't think of anything. Yeah. I mean, I don't blame you. So <laughs> your excuse. <laughs> We're gonna have a, a Pero Aguayo Jr. next oh, week. Oh no! Oh. But his heel. It's just what? Wait, was that the one who died, or or the? Isn't it Pero Aguayo Jr. is the one that died? Oh, okay. But what were you trying to say? His son. His son. Was hijo. Hijo. Oh, hijo. I'm sorry. Or Hio. Right. Okay. I like Hio. If you guys can say Zumbas. Hio. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, Godless. Uh, we're going to let you go. Have a good one. Ta-ta. Oh, he's not even there anymore. All right. We're going to call in our guest, and he's a lovely man. <laughs> is that is- how he wants to be described? No, not at all, probably. It's Al Dawson, who is... Of, uh, he's like the U- I, I forget his official title, but it's like the U.S. label rep for Earache Records. He's a big deal, mm-hmm. and uh, he's been around the scene for quite a while. He has tons of stories. I'm gonna. He's definitely not a guy that would wear Zumba pants. Way oh, cooler we'll, than that. We'll get to the bottom of that immediately. As soon as I get him <laughs> on the line. Uh, hold on one second. Let me just dial him in here, guys. Okay. What's the number? Number to dial if you want to call and ask him a question, 646-929-1357. Get Al on the line right now. Hello. Hey, Al. Uh, Welcome to the Metal Injection Livecast. How you doing, Rob? Good, good. Uh, You're on Beyond the Band, and you're here with me, Rob, as well as Noah. Hello. Sid. Hey. Hey. Darren. I'm Darren. And our friend Barry. Hey, Aaron. It's Darren. What's going on, guys? You can Close call enough. him Aaron. Close enough. Or 3D. I'm not important. Uh, or, so, uh, Al, first question. How do you feel about Zubaz pants? <laughs> uh, well, well, say again. How do they what? How do you feel about Zubaz, the fashion statement? What? <laughs> the, what, what's that? Those zebra print pants. <laughs> I guess See? you know. No, oh, right. right, 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 right. Yeah. Um, I saw that the other day. A friend of mine um, in England was big into the hardcore scene in the 90s, and now he looks like Vince Neal's bastard uh, son. <laughs> he was trying to track those down a couple of years ago to wear to uh, download, which used to be Monsters of Rock, just to wear them in total uh, you know, ironic fashion. Hmm. And ironic uh, he could not find them anywhere. So when I saw you guys in the photo, I'm like, how the hell did they find them? 
Clearly, uh, your friend did not have the internet because it's just on Zubaz. Yeah, well, I mean, I think what he did is he he just came to New York on a shopping trip and hit all those trash and vaudeville and all those type of stores. <laughs> And didn't even think to go online, you know? Yeah. I think that's even above Trash and Vaudeville. Like, they're... Below, well, you mean? Or, below, yeah. Because yeah. Trash and Vaudeville is You're expensive. Right. So did he wind up with, like, $200 vinyl pants? <laughs> uh, I don't think so. I think he gave up in the end. But he was definitely up for rocking the leggings and having all the young kids look at him like, dear, oh, dear, what a dinosaur, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, Al, what is your official title at Earache Records? Uh, Overlord. No, I'm uh, the U.S. label manager. Um, I've been in New York now for 15 years. I was working out of the European office all through the 90s, and I was uh, the European label manager at that point. I see. um, Say again. I was going to ask, how did you get started? Uh, Like, what was your first gig in in metal? In metal? Um, Yeah. You know what? Like, I mean, how long have we got for this? Because this is a, a long story, but it's a good story. Uh, well, it's a two-hour um, two show. <laughs> okay, we've got plenty of time. We've got plenty of time. So I'm from the west coast of Australia. And in case you don't have a map in front of you, if you imagine Australia is pretty much the same size as the lower 48, you know, take out Alaska, take out Hawaii, whatever. Um, we're about that big of a country, and we have less than the population of California. Um, on the East Coast, going down the coast, you've got the Gold Coast, which I'm sure you've heard of, uh, Sydney, Sydney Harbor Bridge, the Opera House, and you've got Melbourne down the bottom. I'm from the very, very other side of the country, a, a city called Perth. We have the honor of being the most isolated capital city in the world. It's literally... Two days nonstop driving to get to the next big city, which is Adelaide. You know, unlike you guys, when you travel, uh, you know, across the Midwest, every couple of hours there's another town, a city, or whatever. Uh, there's nothing. It's just, you know, it's literally like Mad Max, a road warrior. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, awesome. except, for, except for pink mohawks and leather chaps, but outside of that, <laughs> it's fun. really, that's, really desolate. That's Rob's. So I'm from there, and. Um, uh, let me give you an example. Well, Bon Scott's buried there. He, he grew up, uh, from, I guess, when his family immigrated from Scotland uh, from 10 years old. He grew up there. Uh, the band, the pop band In Excess, did their first shows at the, the nearest bar to where I, I grew up as a kid. Um, Heath Ledger's from there. Um, you know, it's, it's yeah, a very, it's... very nice place, like beautiful beaches, beautiful scenery. Uh, if you just want to grow up and raise kids and you know, right. work at the waterboard or... Mm-hmm. You know, whatever, sell cheese or whatever, it's probably fantastic. But as far as music, uh, it's very, very isolated. And I grew up as a little kid, uh, you know, like growing up on uh, cutting my teeth on Alice Cooper, then Kiss, and then in the late 70s getting into the Sex Pistols and The Clash and 999 and all that. And I was involved in the hardcore punk rock scene, and I had pen friends all around the world. Um, this is, I'm talking the early 80s. Uh, for example, Ian from Minor Fret, uh, Dez from Black Flag, uh, Mikey from Channel Free, uh, people, uh, 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 Moa from Chaos UK in England, and people like that. So you traded with uh, all of those involved. guys? Say again. You were trading with all of those guys? Yeah, absolutely. Well, Pased, uh, the, the artist Pased, who you know from like the Misfits and Metallica and stuff like that, I was pen friends with him since 1982. Uh, long before he was on the map for doing Metallica stuff. And 
because I had all the connections in Australia, and this is just, it wasn't even, there was no game plan. There was certainly no game plan, but I had the connections with bands in Australia, and I would get him, uh, you know, whatever vinyl he needed from Australia, and I put him in touch with bands. And he did a compilation in 1985 called Cleanse the Bacteria, and like Siege was on there, Instigators, bands like that. And our COC is probably one of the first uh, recordings of COC was on there, Corrosion of Conformity. And basically what it was, was punk bands who'd gotten a little bit better and were trying to put in the, the metal feel to uh, their music and stuff like that. And it was almost like the precursor for bands like Slayer and Metallica and that, the whole thrash scene, which came like two years later and whatnot. And I was pen friends with uh, him and we'd trade records. And I knew I wanted to do something in music, but at the same time I knew that I had to get out of Dodge to do so. Now, um, I could go to Sydney or Melbourne, which, uh, I mean, Melbourne wins the most livable city in the world pretty much every year and stuff like that. It's nice, but basically you're still a medium-sized fish in a medium-sized fishbowl type of thing. So I'm like, well, all my friends are in, you know, America or England, and um, if I came to America, which is probably my first choice, I would have to do that green card film with Jared Depardieu and quickly find some American girl and get married and get the green card and lie and go, yeah, and memory each other's toothpaste and stuff like that. Or I could go to England and um, my mother's Scottish. So I have this thing called the right to abode, which means I walk in the residence gate. I can buy land. I can vote. I can do, do that even though I was born and raised in Australia. So I was like, okay, well, I save up some money and I went to England in 1986 and I went all over the country, staying with people in the East End of London, Liverpool, Manchester, et cetera, et cetera. And my girlfriend at the time was pen friends with a girl whose boyfriend was the drummer in a hardcore punk band called Concrete Socks. And I stayed, well, we stayed in their apartment building. They had, they had an apartment right in the middle of the city center. And uh, we stayed there for a week. And of all the cities in England that I went to, I like Nottingham the best. Like, it was big, but it was, it was manageable. It wasn't like London, which to me just seemed like a chaotic mess. Uh, it was very, you know, lots of greenery, and there was a castle in the city center. I mean, they had the oldest pub in all of England, 1189 AD, is right next to the castle in the middle of the city. I'm like, this is the best city ever. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? So I stayed there a week, and they were like, oh, well, no offense. Um, we just had people from Italy the week beforehand. We've got people from Japan turning up next week. You can only stay a week, but if you want to stay a little longer, you can stay with our friend Digby, who, uh, as you may or may not know, is the owner of Eric Records. Mm-hmm. And at this point, uh, he, wasn't, you know, he wasn't running Eric. So I ended up staying with him, and I think I ended up staying like four or five weeks. And we, you know, we just became fast friends. And I thought to myself that I'm going to go back to Australia, I'm going to take every crap job I can to save up all my pennies, and I'm going to move to England, and I'm going to live in Nottingham. So in that time, back in Australia, just working every terrible job I could get, um, he had been on unemployment for a while, and the government that came in, I think the time, it was, I guess, it's called a Tory government, but yeah, you guys would compare it to Republicans. They started this scheme where if you had a business plan and... Yeah, a bit, a bit of an idea and what have you. Uh, they would take you off unemployment and fund you for a year to get your business up and running. And he's like, I'm going to start a record label. And I'm like, you know, like EMI is a record label. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't just go start an EMI or whatever. 
And um, the second release on there was Concrete Socks, which was the band that I had uh, stayed with earlier and introduced me to Digby. The third release was Napalm Death, which I'd actually, I was friends with uh, the guys from Chaos UK, and they played a festival in Birmingham in 86, which I went to, um, called Distortion to Deafness. And I mean, for example, it was, I think it was Instigators, uh, Chaos UK, Concrete Socks. One of the opening bands was Napalm Death. And even then, just watching them, I thought, this band is so ridiculous, they're going to catch on. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was just so crazy. Um, so the third record he put out was Napalm Death, and that went to the top of the independent charts. Um, you, know, you know, there's, like, pop stars like Kylie Minogue. Napalm Death ousted Kylie Minogue from the number one spot, <laughs> and that nice. basically built the company. Um, and I moved over in 89, and, of course, being Australian, coming to somewhere like England, where it's like a 45-minute flight to Amsterdam, you know, it's an hour and a bit to the south of France, Germany, whatever. I spent about the first year just traveling around, just checking out the scene and whatever else, because you can't go anywhere in Australia for, for an hour. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, um, I mean, in fact, where I'm from, it's five hours to fly to Singapore and six hours to fly to Sydney. So it's closer to fly to Asia than it is to fly to uh, one of the major cities. Hmm. It's so, so funny because Australia is, is such a beautiful place, but you're making us not want to like it because everything is so no 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 no. i mean go there by all means definitely go there but don't but start a record for label example there. i mean i mean i mean you know like uh, uh yeah, people have here have a uh, you know, immigration problems like uh, illegal immigrants the mm. biggest illegal immigrants we have in australia is americans because <laughs> oh. they move there and go oh hell no i'm not moving back i'm staying here that's because the flight <laughs> back know? is like 25 hours <laughs> we just don't want yep, to get on the yep. flight back <laughs> We'll get a neck ache. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I think the clever thing to do is break it up. Like fly to Japan, chill out there for a few days, fly here, chill out there for a few days, and just do it in increments or what have you. But, but my point is, as I mean, if you think if you're a band and you start off, say, I don't know, uh, let's say Richmond, Virginia, um, you can drive to, you know, D.C. area, you can drive to the Carolinas, uh, you can pretty much drive to a, a ton of major cities I mean, it's, it's very easy for you to be 18 or 19 years old and travel up and down the East Coast doing shows, and you only really need, what, 50 bucks gas money and 50 bucks for a, you know, a Red Roof Inn hotel outside of you know, New York and Boston or whatever. You know, hotels are relatively cheap, whereas if you're in Melbourne and you want to do a show in Sydney, you're looking at probably like a 14, 15-hour drive, and there's nothing mm. in between. You know, so, so yeah, you've so it's been, a great been, place uh, if you want to go surfing every day or raise a family. But if you if you want to do the, the the rock band thing, it's tough. Yeah, that's what we hear from, I guess bands. Yeah. Um, well, there are a lot of good metal bands from Australia. Yeah. But anyway, going back yeah, to I mean, um, when you started the label. So you what? Didn't start the label. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, when what, I started working at the label. When yeah. you started working at the label, what? You know, what was the impetus for that? Like, why did you want to get into that um, particular... Because, I mean, lo looking back, I mean, I've been doing this 25, 30 years now. Looking back, when I had my first apartment and I would get a package, you know, like, like a bunch of seven inches from Finland or Germany or whatever, and I would be with my friends and all be hanging out and drinking cider or whatever, be like, dude, check out this new band, and you put it on, and all of a sudden, all my friends in my area 
were stoked on that new band. And basically, even though I'm getting paid for it now, it's the same principle. Right. You know, we, we, we don't sign, like some labels sign like 20 bands a week and put them all out and you know, throw everything against the wall and whatever sticks, that's what they put their money behind. Mm-hmm. We're very, very picky on who we sign. But the point is, once we do sign somebody, uh, you know, we're very, very uh, enthusiastic about that band. Do you understand? We're very passionate about it. So I see what I'm doing now as just a logical extension of what I was doing then. Yeah, I feel like that's that's kind of like what we were doing with Metal Injection from the beginning, where yeah. we just wanted to spread, you know, the love of, of music and bands um, that most people didn't know about. But now with the internet and stuff, exactly. it's just like all that information is so easily accessible. But back in the day, but, it wasn't. But, I, mean, I, I mean, I've got some very uh, good thoughts on that, too. And we'll get into that maybe a little later on, if Rob lets me keep talking. But uh, <laughs> um, uh, it, the thing is now, there's such a glut of stuff is, where do you point your browser? Where do you that's go true. to? to Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Well, well that's... Yeah, it's just all... I think it's basically more word of mouth now with social media and whatever. It's whatever your friends are recommending, whatever gets in front of you. And you're also hoping that record labels are uh, filtering <laughs> a lot of the crap out. Yeah. <laughs> it, I mean, we're the, we're the gatekeepers for that type of thing. That's right. Uh, but so anyway, so eventually, uh, you know, Digby's like, come work with me. And I started working for Earache. And I think part of the reason that uh, he liked having me on board was the fact that I already had a world view, whereas you might have local guys who are like, you know, I haven't been to London. What are you talking about? London's three hours down the road. Oh, no, no, don't go to that big city. Whereas, you know, I already had that world view. I mean, even as a kid, you know, we had mail order records. You'd figure out, like, I've got to go to the bank and, you know, and uh, transfer that money into a money order for America or whatever. And it'd be like a week email to get the thing there, maybe a week for the guys to process your order and ship it back, C-mail, and three months to get back and stuff like that. So I already had an understanding of currency exchanges and different markets and the way different things might work in England versus, say, working in Sweden or Norway or something, you know? Yeah. And in the 90s, you guys uh, had quite an explosion with, you know, At The Gates and, and Carcass, and, and it must have been a really well, fun time. going back to that, seeing the Distortion of Deafness gig with Napalm Death, if you think about it in some ways, that original seed of Napalm Death scum from that band, Lee, the singer, left, and he formed Cathedral, which was a, a doom, a very heavy doom band. Bill, the guitarist, left. He formed Carcass. Um, uh, uh, Mickey, the drummer, he left and formed Scorn. Uh, Justin, one of the original guitarists, he went and formed Godflesh. And that was basically the original spark that built the the whole label. Right. So you guys, uh, you, know what I'm saying? you lucked out with that yeah. one. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another yeah. band you guys worked with, I believe, if if I'm not mistaken, was Anal Cunt. Yep. Uh, yep. Do you have any, any, any Jeff Putnam stories? Uh, Seth. Jeff, uh, Seth, Seth, Putnam. Seth Putnam. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm Seth was. I mean, Seth was a really. Uh, he was really passionate about hardcore. I guess he knew all the Siege guys as well because they were from the Boston area. And if people would come to his show and really get into it, he would do like the straight up classic hardcore set. But if people, yeah, whatever then he would, you know, start throwing bricks into the audience or chairs or, or what have you. But uh, to, to me, he was always like a, a sweetheart and a lovely guy. But I understand that, you know, a lot of people got a, 
you know, their cars trashed or, you know, their teeth knocked out by them. You know what I'm saying? Like, their experience with Seth is completely different from my experience with Seth. So what's the sweetest thing Seth has ever done for you? Or said to you? Uh, I don't know. I can't think off the top of my head. And, <laughs> I mean, maybe we should just keep it like, oh, he was a badass and he was a sick individual or whatever. And, <laughs> you know, why shatter that mythology, you know? Yeah. And he what? certainly didn't shatter it when he called into this show. Yeah, we we kind of interviewed him um, like a week before he passed away. It wasn't a week right. before he passed oh, no. away, but it was right after he had awoken, after crashing right. from yeah. a three-day no, I, was, I was talking to him when he was in that halfway recovery house, whatever. I was talking to him a lot on the phone, not even about music, just to be there for a friend. But, I mean, my personal feeling with a lot of these guys who are on a self-destruct trip is, you know, what's that saying from Shawshank Redemption? Get busy living or get busy dying. When you paint yourself into a corner like that with self-destruction, you really don't have many places to go, yeah. you know? It's and true. so on, on Beyond the Band, one thing we try to uh, talk about is to give our listeners kind of an inside peek into the uh, current state of the music business and sort of yeah, how, how, they can get, how they can get into it. And so what I want to post to you is if there's someone listening right now that wants to get a job at a label or perhaps even start their own label, what sort of advice would you give them? Right. I mean, the thing with getting into the industry, um, when I first moved over to New York in 2000, I was sitting at my desk and the phone rings and this guy talks to me. He goes, okay, what's your internship program? I'm like, my what, what, what? And he's like, yeah, I'm going to come and work for free. And I'm like, oh, you're going to come to the office and work for free? Like, well, that seems weird, but okay. And now, after years and years and years of seeing it, um, it's, you know, the internship program still is, I would say, the best way. Because everything, you know, from what I did in my early days and whatever, it's all about networking. And so much of what we do, I mean, you've got to be passionate and you've got to have a clue and you've got to have a you know, head on your shoulders and all that. But it's your name and getting your name out there and getting connections. Um, I mean, over the years, we've had a ton of people come through our ranks who've gone on to do great things. Uh, Karen Reynolds, uh, Liz from Earsplit, you know, Zena Coder at Cornerstone, Raphael Pinska at uh, um, Concrete, you know, Nick MD with White Widows Pact. You know, those guys are all, uh, um, well, actually, Karen wasn't an intern, but uh, do you know what I'm saying? It's like you, you come in there and you're like, I'm going to work for free. And I mean, we've had people in, you know, come in, like, I want to be your intern. Okay, move those boxes from here or over there. Why should I? Because uh, I'm asking you to. Well, you're not paying me, so why should I do it? It's like, well, the last time I looked, uh, teaching, you know, teaching somebody something, teachers get paid. You're not paying me either. <laughs> so then when a job comes up, whether it's a job with us or the end records, the relapse, whatever, like they don't get put forward for the job. And you know, I mean, I've had people like, well, I kind of thought you would uh, be giving me that job. I'm like, why would I want to employ you? You're, you're right. an idiot. Yeah. You know? so basically, so, I mean, to this day, I still that, feel uh, that internship programs are the best way for someone to get their name out there and just to get on the radar, you know? Yeah. What about someone who doesn't live in like a, a, a major city? Like, for example, if they don't live in New York or L.A. where there aren't any labels, uh, is there any way for them Move to right. New York and L.A.? Yeah. <laughs> that's what he Move did. Move to New York or L.A. Well, that's, that's true. But, I'm, I mean, I also want to add, since, like, the grunge thing in the 90s or whatever, it's not always about uh, the big cities. Um, I mean, you look at somewhere, for example, like Richmond, Virginia. They've had such a great, uh, you know, like, from, from Guar and Municipal Waste and Lamb of God and Darkest Hour... Why? Because the cost of living is still relatively cheap 
down there that, you know, four guys can pile into a house. Maybe you're paying like 600 bucks a month rent. You got a basement in there. You can just jam all night. All you need to do is work a couple of days a week and you can be creative and do your band. Whereas kids move to New York and you end up working like 60, 80 hours a week. Oh, you want to rehearse? You got to hire a rehearsal studio. Uh, yeah, gee, that costs money too. And you end up spending more time uh, just trying to make rent and keep alive than you do creating music. So sometimes it's not always best to move to the big city. I mean, I guess for business, I mean, the other, the other great leveler as well for business is the internet. I mean, if you were like a kid and wanted to get into, you know, just even just blogging or whatever, you, know, you could sit in Lawrence, Kansas and create your own blog. And, you know, if you do it right, you're going to get on the, on the map anyway. You know, you don't have to be in the big city. Absolutely. True, like Rob. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm in Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you well, don't like taking. The, well, yeah. Rob doesn't like taking the subway into Manhattan, so yeah, that's true. he gets to stay in his home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you know, like so, so I mean, a lot of people I know talk about how the you know the internet ruined the music industry. I'm almost like the the opposite. I mean, you know, it seems like you know every generation or two something new comes in, and you know, you could say grunge ruined hair metal, whatever. Uh, I think in many ways, as much as the the internet took away a lot of things from the industry, you know, like file sharing and downloading, um, we've come out the other side of it now. I mean, I spend more and more time uh, in the Bay Area because of all the money in the music business now is in Silicon Valley. I mean, I, I go there and you go to, you know, you, if you head south of San Francisco, the train goes like Menlo Park, which is Facebook, you know, Mountain View, which is Google, and Cupertino, which is iTunes, you know, billion dollars, billion dollars, billion dollars. You know, I mean, and across the bay, you got Pandora, you got audio in the city. Like, all the tech companies realize that, you know, music is something that they need to invest in. I mean, I think YouTube, something like 30 or 35% of all YouTube uh, searches are for music. So, you know, they finally got to the point where they actually are rewarding the labels and uh, sharing in the, in the profits. Um, I mean, yeah. what happens now, and we have, a, we have actually two YouTube channels, but uh, what happens now, or in the old days, is a kid says, films a video of him at the local skate park doing some tricks, and he puts an At The Gates video on there, you'd have to, or they'd be scared of getting issued a takedown notice, and, hey, it's not your copyright, it's ours, how dare you use this without paying us a million dollars, and all this type of thing. Uh, whereas now... Uh, YouTube's technology, they match the tune and go, that belongs to Earache, and, you know, we get paid on that. They wow. don't. You know what I'm saying? That. So, I mean, we do really well with our YouTube channel, but I know that there's there's record labels out on uh, the West Coast who are earning, like, $30,000 a month just from their YouTube channel. You know, yeah. that's like, uh, I don't know, that's like, you say, income from... Uh, you know, the Musicland chain or Coconuts chain back in the day. So while those are shut down, a new source of income has sprung up. And, you know, you talk about, too, about being in a band or uh, trying to do something. Um, I mean, there's hip-hop guys who forego record labels and just live off the earnings from their YouTube channel. You know, I don't see why if you're... Well, there's that, that metal, that, that guy who does all the metal songs. Uh, he does, like, you know, the theme from Godfather and the theme from Jurassic Park. Uh, you know the metal version. Oh yeah, he does the. Um, yeah. I mean he. Yeah, that guy. You know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, he has all those name, endorsements and but, stuff now. 
Yeah, but he just he he just lives full time off that. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, actually, I've you know I've been going to Nam for a few years now just to do yeah. business and stuff. And this year, it's kind of wild how like you know they would have autograph signings with guitarists, you know, like big guitarists, like for example, yeah, uh, you know, Carrie King, yeah, like all those people. Uh-huh. This year, there were like YouTube celebrities doing uh, signings. Uh, oh yeah, at these I mean, booths. And it kind of, it's Hollywood. crazy Hollywood where the the stars are coming from now. YouTube celebrities and films and TV now. That's how much yeah. the internet has uh, changed things. You yeah, know? they're all over the subway ads too. So basically, yeah. car- carve your own niche out. Yeah, the internet is a big yeah. place. Yeah. It really opens up the audience. So leave the podcasting yeah. to us, please. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We yeah, got podcasting podcast. covered. You don't, you don't need to do that. <laughs> All right, Al. Well, thank but, but, you so but, much but for... Uh, back to my oh, original point about being it's, Australian. Yeah. You know, in the past, you'd have to move to London to get on, on the radar, whereas... I mean, I still believe that the old techniques of making your own record and getting out on the road are still the number one way for bands to get signed to a label. But at the same time... You're sitting in Australia, and you're, you've got something going on in your hometown. Um, we're going to hear about it a lot easier than we would in, say, the, the 80s or the 90s, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Right. Al, thank you so much so, for taking some time to hang out with us. We have to get to our music break right now. No problem, no problem. We'll good chatting with you guys. Thanks for the time. Absolutely. You, Al, uh, what, soon, what's, what's on oh. deck for Earache Records? Any albums you want to plug before we let you go? Bands? Um, I mean... So, so way too much to to talk about. We got, but we got a new uh, rock and roll band out of um, uh, uh, Georgia called the Biters. You'll be hearing a lot about them this year. All right. All right. Sounds good. Al, and thank how, you so much again. I'm oh, sorry. And um, how can people reach you if they have questions or if they, they want to ask uh, you? Eric, if you go to eric.com, there's a section called contacts. Mm-hmm. And if you look for USA, you'll see a picture of me, and you can just click on there, and it'll send me an email directly to my email, okay? All right, have a good awesome. one, Al. Nice to Take chat care. with you. All right, that was Al Dawson, Earache Records. We have a call before the music break, 425. What's up? Oh. He wanted to talk to the to Al. Oh, uh, is Al still there? Well, we can pretend Whoops. to be Al. He's gone. All right, well, let's get to the music break. Kick things off. Uh, let, let, let's. So Noah, you created this music break, and there's a there's theme a theme here. to it. What? So let, well, I'm not going to say what the is theme it all is. They have to guess. Bands? No. No. Is it all Zumba bands? <laughs> Zumba. <laughs> it's it's definitely he's mus- talking about Zumba though. It's definitely it's, music you that you can that. do Zumba to. All right, let's kick it off with Between the Barriers.
While your heirs continue to get raped by this brutal metal, Rob is scanning Twitter for mentions of his name. It might be a while, so here's another song on the Metal Injection Livecast. Chuck Blandington here, asking you to like us at Facebook.com and follow us on Twitter at MILivecast. That way you can show all your friends that you're part tuition, part asshole.
give me fuel, give me fire, give me fucking bullshit. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah, fuck yeah, fuck yeah, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, just keep on thinking it's my fault. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah, fuck yeah, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah. I go to court when I have to. You live it or lie, yeah. Very good cancer scare.
did I ever tell you about that time I went down on a heroin addict for two tickets to a Bon Jovi concert? It wasn't as bad as I expected. What? We're recording? Oh dear God. Now people will know that I like Bon Jovi. We now return to the Metal Injection live cast. I guess that's Chuck Blandington's answer to the question of the week, which is what is your most embarrassing... Uh Jerk off Probably. scenario. Yeah. That might be my favorite uh, Chuck Blandington drop, though. That's a good one. I think that's number one. Welcome back to the live cast. Hour number two. Episode 299. We have yeah. our big 300th episode next week. Yeah, this is like December 30th right now. Wow. This is and uh, we're going to be going on a little early next week because we want to watch WrestleMania. Yeah. So How early? On. What's the... From five to seven, one hour earlier. Not all of us want to watch it, I'm sure. Yeah, Why are you I'll looking be... at me? Sid doesn't care. Yeah, no, oh. you're I'll staying be... though, right? I think so. Because that's when the food's coming out. Yeah. Well, I'm staying at least for the food. It's being, <laughs> yeah. it's being timed to coincide with the end of the show. And... Wait, can the food come in a little bit earlier, like while we're doing the show, so we can all eat? I don't on think the my mic? wife wants because she really actually wants to see the wrestling. So I don't. I think she wants to be done cooking. Like at that time, and you know, then we all get together and eat. Well, I think yeah. that's what Noah's saying that yeah, the yeah. food she wants it even earlier. Oh, you want it during the show? Yeah, no, like that, the last that 20 work. minutes we just eat on the mic. That uh, isn't that like Barry's ready. dream come true? Didn't you say that we should do a food cast or something? Yeah, I called it meal injection. You just lose yeah. the tea. <laughs> yeah, and we just X out the tea and the logo. Yeah. yeah, that'll be the 300th gift. You could replace uh, Steve Harvey in the, in the banner and all those things with different food items. Mm. <laughs> this is too much work for Rob already. <laughs> Yeah, I'm out. I'm out. The eating part, he's yeah. into that. But and someone else is cooking all the food for him, but just changing the banner. That's all right. You're welcome to come and chow down with us, by the way, if you want. Thank you. Guys. A lot of things there. Mm, like uh, what? What's on the menu? Ribs, I know and, that. And you could you could do like a you know a, a field survey of the streaming quality of the WWE network. You could see how, oh. it, how it works. So it's like kind of for your job. Uh, kind of. I- <laughs> My TV now has embedded WWE Network. I'm oh, it, it, has, it has like the app. It's, yeah. it's like a smart TV. I don't even thing. have to connect uh, the laptop to oh, it. That's what great. Kind of TV? It's a uh, no, sorry, a Sony uh, 55-inch Ultra 4K HD. Mm. Wow, that Fancy. sounds complicated. So, wow, that's exciting. That's beautiful. Wait, it's so the beautiful. TV is the TV taller than Rob? Uh, no, I'm like 70-something inches. Yeah, but this is <laughs> diameter anyway. Yeah. yeah. But is it higher on the wall than Rob's standing height? Uh, no, I, I'll just... It's a little lower than my eye level standing up. Okay. So it's looking... Sitting in the chair, it's like a movie theater. Like looking slightly at an angle upwards, but not really... Like you're not mm. craning your neck or anything. Right on. It's great. Beautiful. I just watch random things on television. Just, just to enjoy to, And I have a great sound system. Nice. Yeah, I bet it's that B-Cat comes in real nice and clear. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll, t- I'll be honest with you. Watching the B-Cat is access. a bit of a chore on this TV because it's so fucking fuzzy. Yeah. Oh, I was um, going to say, like, yeah, because your TV is so big and it's the Ultra 4K, you can really see the compression in the, yeah, in the it's, picture. It's, it. Yeah, it's like watching a, a, a JPEG or something. Wait, like they really... don't stream B-Cat in 4K? No, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I, I'm, sur- I, I'm a mildly surprised that there's no, like, HD public access channel. Like, I'm, well, some I'm of not. the I think it has. I think 
I the station has is has the capability to. Yeah. Put, some of the shows are filmed in very good quality. Very few of them are. But yeah. are they still in four three or, or are they sixteen nine? They're all six. They're all uh, no. They're all the regular like square. They're not. None of them square, are wide four three. Yeah. But. Uh, like so, like most ninety nine percent of the show is just hand in a fucking like a VHS tape. Yeah. basically, it's a super VHS. That's yeah. literally how they. I, I, they probably you're right. They probably haven't changed their standards. I don't think they even ex- like you can't send them a file if you wanted to. Like, People who do big, who file. do the B cat shows don't use studios or anything. It's just like their home. No, well, they, have no, they have studios. They have one studio. You can rent studios. Yeah, but for it's even most of these are home. like done in the field. Yeah. Yeah. And like the whole point of this is that it's for the common folks. The common folks don't have HD cameras. So you're saying for the public? Yeah. But where the, do the common folks get SVHS cameras? Also, no, <laughs> uh, no, no. Goodwill. No. You, you can put an SVHS into a. Where do you get a VHS player anymore? Where do you get a, a, a VCR? The common folks have, never got rid of their original ones. <laughs> Where'd they get them in the first place? Uh, Sam Goody. No, uh, the Wiz. Yeah, the Wiz. That's it. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> beats the, the Wiz. <laughs> I have King's Plaza. Yeah. I, I got to tell an anecdote. I once worked in a, in a retail store and um, they would have in stores as a record store they would have in stores and they would give out these awful awful thin ass shirts when the um, when the uh, uh, actually I'm mixing up two stories but I'm going to tell this one first okay. uh, they gave out an in store f- uh, a shirt for this band I can't remember what it was and this extremely extremely flaming gay guy who I worked with wore the shirt uh, he, he's telling a story about wearing the shirt at home, and he's like sitting on his couch with the shirt. And I was, I was just looking down on my. Uh, I was like, "Oh, look, there's a hair on my shirt." Ow! I pulled the hair. I was fucking sticking out through the shirt. The motherfucking shirt is so thin. <laughs> right? That was one. But the other, I thing get that is, sometimes. The other thing he was telling a story about the Wiz, which is how I thought of this guy. And he says, um, he says, a few years ago, I sued the motherfucking Wiz. I sued the pants off the Wiz. I made like fucking $10,000 in my lawsuit. And that's why I laugh whenever that commercial comes out. Nobody beat the Wiz. I beat the Wiz, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> did he tell you what the suit was for? I forgot. This is 20 years ago. Weird. I, I wonder what, 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 did he slip outside or something? I can't, I can't remember, imagine I can't for $10, remember what it was, but he sued them. He got some award. Did I you, even remember the number. I just did he get a certificate? A <laughs> he should have. I think the last thing that I bought at the Wiz was a, a Palm Pilot. Oh my god, that's fairly recent sounding. No. You had a Palm Pilot? Wow, that's not recent at all. That's yeah, like late. But yeah, that's for the like, Wiz, that's, a, that's, that's like that might be yeah. the last new thing the Wiz. Yeah, sold. That's yeah, what it was right before it closed. <laughs> Somehow I thought they closed even before those were a thing. Like I thought you'd say like a Sega Genesis. We're being too so, local, by the way. We should say what the Wiz was. It's the store across the street from King's Plaza. Oh, right. oh, of course, on Flatbush Avenue. Uh, the Wiz is basically like what, like a shittier Best Buy. Exactly like a yeah. shittier Best Buy, run by Israelis. Every time you went in there, it was an Israeli manager. But you know how, like in oh, really? uh, uh, the Zohan movie, yes. they had that store. Uh-huh. That store was basically the Wiz. That was the Wiz, uh, but it had a there was a chain of them. Yeah, they're all the shitty stores you pass by in Times Square. Also, back in the day, it was where you went. To buy tickets to shows, yeah, they had tickets to yes. Yes. back before the internet. You'd line yeah, up and uh, Right Aids, yeah. yeah. Right Aids was later on. At first, yeah. it was first just it was the only the Whiz. And I used I remember, to have this. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I remember it. I'd have to take like a bus for 45 <laughs> minutes to <laughs> Bensonhurst. No, the B1 no. to the oh. ba- the one in uh, in on 86th. Yeah, 
and and wait online. And I remember like sometimes I'd be like the the second or third person in line, and it'd still get sold out. And I'm like, how is this happening? <laughs> Where? Yeah. What is the secret? What shows? What shows did you get tickets for at the Wiz? Uh, Some dysfunctional family picnics. Definitely like some of those Lodo shows, those like 92 cent shows that <laughs> our local radio station would do. Uh, but then like other ones that are, you know, like corn or whatever. <laughs> they used to have this boom bap fucking old 80s hip hop theme song. And I had a woman going, nobody beats the Wiz. Oh, yeah. Nobody beats the Wiz. And then they had uh, a Biz Marquis sample that. <laughs> <laughs> he said nobody beats the biz because he's the best. Um. <laughs> Rest in peace, Biz Marquis. He's still alive. I he's know, but his career is not. How great. much longer does he possibly yeah, have? At the that diabetes. Hey, he's got to lose a foot soon. Remember, at least. investing in a computer is a family affair. Oh, you want to make sure everyone's happy. So you look for a place that offers the dependable family games affair you know, a computer. as well as all the peperipherals, software, like and games that you can't go home without. Yeah, that's probably they played in Long place. Island. And a great low price yeah. to make it all possible. Nobody beats the whiz. No. We'll help you bring tomorrow home. Oh, I guess that's, not. This is. Thanks, Rob. That was Sorry. Great. We Sorry. just gave him a free commercial. <laughs> they don't exist anymore, though. It's <laughs> They're going to make so much retroactive money. There we go. Oh yeah! My own needs to cover this. Oh, <laughs> Probably already did. <laughs> Guy fucking went on tour just because his wife told him to take out the garbage and he wanted to get out of doing his chores. <laughs> so he's like, "I'm gonna be a one-man band, and four guys in Texas will really think I'm great." <laughs> take that, honey. <laughs> Hit the road. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's like friggin' divorced Andrew WK. When you ask nobody beats the Wiz for an incredible <laughs> Is this Joe Namath? Yeah, he was their spokesperson. We heard you. No one mixes the rhythm of the heart with the beat of the street uh, like uh, Alexander O'Neill. Oh my god. What? This reminds know. me of Sam Goody commercials. Yeah. Remember Sam oh, Goody? Yeah, Sam Goody. Crazy Eddie. Thanks to you. None of these stores exist anymore, right? Nope. Radio Shack no. closed. They all closed. Radio Shack's out. technically not closed yet. There's one more week. They're closing <laughs> yeah. next Sunday. Everybody go get your batteries now while you can. Yeah, you know something? The batteries are gone. Oh, the batteries are... The whole the place thing. is cannibalized. The last <laughs> month, they've been lowering the prices steadily. Like It was like 40% to 60% off. Now I Still went by there the other day. It's 80% to 90% Jesus. off. My question about fucking Radio Shack is how did they last 60 years I don't know. Yeah, selling I don't know. fucking wires? That I don't get. Because the markup is insane. Yeah. It's like $30 for a wire that you can get for $2 on That's Amazon. True. And also, I think the last 10 years or so, the way they've survived is they basically become a cell phone store. And headphones. That's, that's and, yeah. So why are they going out of business then? People stop buying coax adapters. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Well, yeah, that's a good one. Maybe just they haven't been making the money on the cell phones. Everyone got their cell phones. People it's always like, buy new cell phones. There's a turnover. Cell phones but have Tandy like a three But hasn't made speed. a new version cell phone in at least four years. So what are they My selling? first printer was a Tandy. Was it really? There you go. <laughs> it was. First computer that was a Packard Bell. I think I did get it at Nobody Beats the Liz. Wow. I all, didn't get it. It all ties together. Yeah. Was it XT or AT? What? <laughs> Do you remember that? 
I got ripped off on my first computer. What? I think it was like $2,500. Oh, my God. That's what? How, was it a that is actually how much I paid for mine. I remember oh the specs on it. It was 25 megahertz. Mm. Oh, <laughs> no, wow. But you was don't remember X T or AT? 250 megabytes. VGA monitor? Of course, a VGA monitor. <laughs> was that good at the time, though? I don't even. Yeah, know it was like top. It was like a top of the line. Forty eight hundred baud modem. Uh, no, I I had a. <laughs> I, I know all these things. I, I, had, I had this. I initially had a twenty eight eight modem, but I. What does baud mean? Did we ever get to the bottom of that? What the fuck is baud? But why baud? Was that like the name of the guy who invented modem, or was his name modem? Why don't you look it up on the internet? I have a phone. You have a whole friggin' thing there. I'm looking it up. Go keep talking. <laughs> That guy, for some reason in my head now, I'm just thinking bod to the bone. I don't even know. There's not really a joke there. It's just in my head, so I felt I'd share it. But yeah, it was awful. 250 <laughs> megabytes oh, of hard, my hard drive space. It's like, well, what, oh, what did you put on there? Minesweeper. I mean, yeah. What else did you yeah. have? Uh, yeah, no, I wasn't. MS Paint. <laughs> What's this? This is bod to the bone. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, how did you get ripped off for your computer? I just paid a lot for it. There was no, oh, no it. real. It was a good computer, but I just, it was overpriced. Computers were expensive. I went to one of those Israelis at the fucking uh, on Coney yeah. Island Avenue. <laughs> this was like early nineties, I think. And then you Speak- went to Central Sports. Speaking, yeah. Speaking of, the, uh, of the Jews, uh, a great story about Jews. Uh, this great week. story. Not a great, yeah. great. Story. It's a great story. It's a Shonda. Uh, well, what's the story now? Um, there a was bunch a fire. of yeah, a bunch of Jewish children burned in a house fire in Brooklyn. So here's what happened: there was a hot plate. Oh yeah, okay, and it right. caught fire because and the smoke alarms on the first two floors were batteries wait, expired. The reason the hot plate was running overnight was to keep food warm mm-hmm. for the Shabbos. Yeah, that that was see this part that part of the story was not reported in in what I read. Oh really? It's, but it's everywhere. That's that, when I thought about it, I was like, wait a minute. Last night was Friday night. Why would they have a hot plate on? They're cheating the system. Yeah, yeah of course they are. This yes. is God punishing them uh, for cheating yeah. the system. Oh, yeah. that's how. Um, the Shabbos. Yeah. If only that was true. <laughs> yeah, they had no. Uh, Where was their God then? Alarms. That's also why the Holocaust happened. Because <laughs> someone left a hot someone plate. Left a, well, a, more than a hot plate. Six million like, people left a hot plate. Someone on. drove on the Shabbos. One person, and that's why the Holocaust happened. But I actually was in a car going near that, by that house. Yeah, that's next to where you're old. Before uh, all this shit broke, yeah. so we drove down. And we um, we saw all these news. I saw a News Twelve truck, and I saw all these different trucks, and all these like an anchor woman with makeup, all like with a microphone ready, prepping to do a a, a, a remote or whatever. Mm-hmm. And all these Jews standing around talking to the reporters and shit. I'm like, what the fuck happened? So I look online, I don't see anything yet because I guess the story didn't really break yet. And then finally, I I, I got home and I saw. I saw all this stuff about the hot plate, and I, well, the hot plate wasn't out yet. I saw the just the, the fire had happened, but then I read about the hot plate later. That's so disgusting, like that you would you need to go jump through all these fucking hoops to cheat. Right, exactly. If like, you're gonna do it, just do it. There's also there's plenty of cold food. Just have a fucking salad. No, nope, you gotta. They got, well, salad. there was like what Something. eleven people living in this house. They have yeah, to, it like, was, I think like four, four or five kids cereal? That died, and then there was like a fourteen-year-old kid that made it out. The mom and the dad was away. Why do they have fucking eight kids in the first place? Because they don't yeah. use protection. 
Just right. stop. And that's what, uh, isn't that what, like, that level of Orthodox Judaism is about? To create as many more Jews They're as possible? They're trying to create the ugliest race of people in the world. Yeah. Just like yeah. The most inbred race, for yeah. sure. Oh, it's awful. Just awful, awful people. Um, no, I don't think Shlomo was the, one of the children yeah. that perished in the fire. They're the only people whose looks can be improved by being in a house fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my God. <laughs> well, in that some of them we no longer have to look at, That's, I could yeah. see that being the case. Ugh. Yeah, but that's, you know, I mean, you the, the what they say is, in the Bible, you're not allowed to make fire. That's one of the things you can't do. In other words, these fucking nitwits living in the <laughs> desert 5,000 years ago, mm-hmm. you know, they weren't allowed to make a fire. They had to just not eat anything warm that for that day. And that's it. Yeah. You had no choice. So... What they interpret it now as, well, that means making a spark. That means I can't yeah, use anything electrical because okay. that makes a spark. So I'm not creating fire. But you're still using all the benefits yeah. of the fire you yeah. created at, on Friday at 3.30 p.m. So you're just cheating the system. The whole point should be you're not allowed to use anything electrical. It's like either do it or don't do it. If yes. you acknowledge that it it's not... You see, but the thing there, too, is that like... Starting a fire, all this stuff. I think mm. what it meant was, you know, the the day of Shabbos is like the day of rest, right? Don't and do so anything. starting a fire back then was like stressful. You really had yes. to like go get wood. You had to like do. It was like a whole day chore. Mm-hmm. But now it's like no, it's not a big deal to start a. There's no stress right. involved with turning a knob. And also, the hot plate did end up starting a fire. <laughs> so the, 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 hot plate, plate. the hot plate is not a good Jew. Yeah, no, clearly, just no. do it. Just like stop, like. You can't pull one over on on God. Yeah, like God's not going to yeah, know yeah. when that fucking like, thing turns. Or maybe this is why God turn? set up these rules to see how clever they were at getting around them. Mm. He's a trickster guy. I mean, I mean, uh, the Jews are pretty clever at getting around the rules. Yeah, he's like Rumpelstiltskin <laughs> or something. Such a deal. <laughs> They're just constantly haggling with their Lord. <laughs> That's what you get sometimes. Sometimes you lose out on the deal. <laughs> Barry's also Jewish, by the way. I'll point that out. We got a five Jew live cast this week. Wow. Disgusting. Well, I don't know if you wanted to acknowledge that. I'm sorry, Barry. I think I also just don't really self-identify as a Jew. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, Yeah, I mean, you're as Jewish as the rest. Self-identification is is important. I I have a question, though. How do they deal with static electricity on the Shabbos? (laughs) I think it's uh, part of nature. They can't be helped. You know, you're just not supposed to... uh, (laughs) I'd throw out my rugs. (laughs) No, they just stop dragging their feet. Yeah, I was going to say, I pictured a Jew standing outside with his feet like, oh, yeah, I got to get all the electricity. Out of me now. All this hummus is going through my body. I can't do it. Hummus? Hummus is like uh, on Passover. Yeah. All the, it's all the dirt you have to take out of your house for Passover. Oh, I had it's all no the idea. bread that you're throwing bread, away. Like all the, anything <laughs> that, that's like anti Passover. You have to get it out. Is it Passover like soon? Is it right around the corner? Did it happen? Oh, no, it's coming up. It's coming. Dr. Brown's is on sale. I gotta get me some. <laughs> I gotta get me some egg matzah. Uh, where I used to live in the middle of a Jewy town is they have um, like these stores just open up, pop just, up, just pop yeah, up pop up, up stores. Pa- Passover stores. But some of them are not pop up stores. They're there all year with the gates down, 
And they only oh, wow. open for Pesach. That's fucking weird. That's so and strange. It's like there. all the same inventory from yeah. the year before. It's all been just sitting there. <laughs> yeah. and just dust it off and open the gates and here you go. No, 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 this. I mean, well, it tastes like bread. shit anyway, yeah. right? It's flaky. It's, it's matzah. It's supposed to be hard. What? <laughs> Some of the boxes still have sand on it from when the concept they were in the originally. Desert? Yeah. <laughs> They're that old. They brought them over. What, you think they ate good? You think there wasn't mold on their food? What, you're better than Moses? (laughs) They didn't care about expiration dates back then. (laughs) So what? There's green and you can filter the fish. Eat it. Yeah, it's good for you. It's flavor. You have this recalled hot plate. It's fine. It'll be fine. Don't worry. It's a little culture. Yeah. For them, every day was like an expiration date. Because oh. Jews are always oh, getting no. slaughtered through history. Oh, no. But we never expired. <laughs> <laughs> so profound. We might get a little moldy. <laughs> but you yeah. can still eat us. Wait a minute. I don't know where I took the analogy. It doesn't make sense. Well, anymore. for Levy Klatsky. Was he eaten or was he just cut up and put in the fridge? I forget. There was no eating. All I'm saying is, I'm very sad the little boy died, but he's already dead. Why waste the food? (laughs) He makes a great pastrami sandwich. It's not like we killed him. Look at the marveling on this boy. It's delicious. (laughs) On the one hand, I feel terrible. On the other hand, how can you waste a nice chop like this? Also, Ric Flair's philosophy. (laughs) (laughs) Honey, fire up the oven. It's not Saturday, right? Okay, go. Uh, (laughs) A little levy chop. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Delicious. Ah, fine. (laughs) Since when do we listen to Shlomo? I guess. I think we're the only ones that listen to Shlomo. (laughs) That's true. Well, his mother is pretty up his ass, though. (laughs) Maybe not anymore. Who knows? Literally. He might be out on his own on the mean streets of uh, Midwood. That's true. Did you ask him what his situation is now when you talked to him? Didn't you no, see him he, somewhere? He called into the show after. No, he's still oh, yeah, his that's parents, right. I think. I f- completely blanked out on that call. I forgot. Yeah, yeah I forgot that he called us. I asked him very nicely, first of all. Speaking uh, of calls, should we get to uh, question of the week or you got something else going on? Uh, we got a caller. Oh. We got a... Uh, hello, caller. You are a blocked number or something. Is this Josh? Yes, it is Josh. Hey. Hello, Josh. Hi, Josh. How's Wales this time of year? Australia. Yeah, were you excited that we had one of your countrymen uh, on the Yeah, are you like yeah. one of those deserted parts of Australia that uh, Al was talking about? <laughs> totally. Isn't it um, summer down there? Like pretty, it is getting pretty sunny. Uh, like it's brightening up. And there's no... Do you want to go to the beach and start a family? <laughs> Not particularly at the age of 19. Well, Noah's offering. Um, That's what it's sounds turning like. Noah down? Oh, thanks. Would you want to start a family with Noah? <laughs> eh. Oh, oh, wow. <laughs> I think it's just it's that he likes periphery so much he doesn't want to stab Jake in the back. Okay, sure. Really? Is, is that, that it? it is? I believe that. That too. <laughs> Yeah, that, that, um, yeah. first thing I wanted to say was, fuck you, Barry. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's an inside joke between them. Oh, okay. It's a fantasy sports-related inside joke. <laughs> Thanks, What's Josh. the joke? 
Barry beat him in the critical moment. <laughs> Not even. Like, Barry beat him to the punch in the Football League of naming his team Wales Australia. Oh, yeah, oh. I remember that. So, uh, so Josh tweeted out. The punch. It was because I, I had joined way later than Barry. All right, so. Well, there you go. He beat you to the punch in joining and then therefore beat, beat you to the punch in naming. And then you tweeted that out, right? You tweeted yeah. out. Fuck you, Barry. And then I use that as my team name in, wow. uh, in a fantasy league that yeah. we're in now. <laughs> I'd say that Barry won that fight. Oh. You're just mad Josh just well, want to marry you. Yeah, I'm, I'm really upset. I, re- I had my hopes on starting a family with Josh, and now it's not going to happen. Get that Welsh citizenship? Mm. Yeah, my clock is ticking. <laughs> Her clock to get it to into Wales, not yeah. Yeah. baby clock. It's a four-hour wait. You're <laughs> <laughs> a big cock tease. Whoa, <laughs> that's true. So, Josh, do you have a question? Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah a I wanted question? to ask you how were full of hell when you saw them. Oh, full of hell were really fun. Uh, it's a grind band with a sax player. Mm, nice. Which is exciting. Definitely. How does that they, work? They don't always have a sax player. I think he was just on tour with them uh, this week. I was talking to them, and they're going to try to make him a permanent member. They said they really oh, like him. That's so they're this like grind band, and you know all cool. all of their influences are like you know Napalm Death, Carcass, um, all these grind bands, and they're all like twenty one. They're little babies. Did you wear your Zumba pants? To their show? No, they played the Metal Injection Showcase, so I, I wasn't wearing my Zuba. Why, of all the shows to wear them to, why wouldn't you wear them to your show? <laughs> I was all business was at the business, Metal Injection remember? Showcase. Remember, he had to schmooze. They don't have business casual back. Zuba pants. <laughs> I yeah. want, I want a Zuba. First of all, it's Zubas, guys. No, Zuba. You're really pissing me off. <laughs> and I want a Zubas full suit. <laughs> Isn't that what a zoot suit oh. is? <laughs> a zoot. You want a, a Zumba? Z- you want a Zumba onesie? Zumbas! <laughs> and also a Zumba snuggie? Yeah. Zumbas! Um. <laughs> is that no, Rob's stomach? They yes. were. They were uh... <laughs> That's also Rob's stomach. Zumbas! <laughs> Damn elephant. <laughs> Getting it wrong. This is the line. <laughs> <laughs> What is going on? No, full of hell were awesome. They were super, super heavy. And they were super heavy. And then uh, I got a little high with them, so that was nice. So why a saxophone player? Why not? Why not a tuba? It, it's Zuba! <laughs> Why not a Zumbas? Zumbas! No, but they, yeah, they were fun. <laughs> they were really good. Uh, Mantar was really, really good. Did you wear your uh, scuba suit? <laughs> what? Zubas. Scuba. And I didn't have a suit. <laughs> suit. I feel like I have a vein in my forehead It's going to pop from all this yelling Zubas. <laughs> They're getting very red in the face. Zuba! <laughs> no, I'm done yelling. <laughs> Wasn't there like um uh like a fitness guy like that um did the Zumba dances like Richard he, Simmons? No, no, it was a black guy. He was the one that started Billy the whole Billy Blanks. Who? Billy Blanks? I don't know. Is it him? Maybe I don't. Know. I think Ben Vereen. Tybo. Oh yeah, Tybo. Okay. 
I was oh, Zumba is too. like a dance workout. I had no idea. Keenan Ivory Wayans? Is that who you're thinking of? Yeah. <laughs> Are you just going to name every black person? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Eventually I'll hit Are it. You she doesn't know that many Idris black people. Idris Elba. Oh, that's, that's a, a good, good one. one. Was it Coco Beware? No one. <laughs> SD Jones. <laughs> Keith Sweat. Oh, that's another good one. <laughs> This is Zumba. Hello. Right? Zumba! <laughs> this is the warm up. Here we're preparing to work our core so we can maintain sexy stomachs Zumba style. Which one of those? Zumba! Which one of those is Bob? Is that what you were doing? Oh, the other thing I wanted to mention is like uh, Friday night I'm at a bar again, very drunk, with my Zubas on. And uh, I walk into the stall of this dumpy place. And who pops out of the stall? But at first I'm like, wow, it's not every day that you see a drunken, one-eyed black midget. What? Oh, Bushwick Bill? And then it was fucking Bushwick oh my Bill. God. Wow. <laughs> I, I, Did you say anything? I didn't put it together until after he got like I, I didn't I was like what the fuck and then he got on stage and he started rapping That's at awesome. like this weed eater show weed eater by the way a stoner metal band uh-huh. and it was amazing it was so great and I'm like holy fuck it's Bushwick Bill it's a good thing you had your Zumba pants on for that yeah, yeah. did you no, pick him up and give him a big hug I don't think he'd appreciate that <laughs> that's alright he had no choice he's a tiny little guy he's only got one eyeball just catch him from the side yeah. his blind he's got spot a, he got a get though we don't like that that's true what being picked up, oh. we don't like. Oh, that. yeah, Barry is very diminutive. Do you prefer midget, dwarf, or little? I bird? think he prefers Bushwick Barry. <laughs> How tall are you, Barry? Uh, I am five foot on the nose. Oh wow! Oh, okay. I would have said like five two, five three. Honestly, that's yeah. very generous. That's I'm not even. Good. I'm not making that up to make you feel good. I really, I would, that would have been my guess. I didn't realize you're five. Feet. The, the extra two inches just come from the alpha personality. <laughs> oh, okay. Is it an extra two inches everywhere? Oh, you'll find out later. Oh. oh. <laughs> Ring yeah, the bell. Get Barry some Zubas. Oh, oh no. <laughs> well, why does Barry wear your Zubas? <laughs> Imagine Let's see that. Yeah, we just made one leg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I pay to see that. Let's get that going. Wait, we actually all just said Zubas correctly. Damn What's it. wrong with us? You have to make well, you guys are pronouncing it correctly from the beginning. Guys, I'm going to get you all Zubas. Zumbas? For the 300th episode. Zumbas? Zubas! <laughs> I really can't yell at him. Finding whatever you scream. I'm, I'm just whispering. Yeah, Rob has really lost his voice. Yeah. Your face is turning red from all the effort you're putting into yelling. I'm glad someone Fuck notices. Fuck off the internet! <laughs> <laughs> we uh, care about you. All right, Josh, we're going to take another call. But uh, thank you for calling. Okay, in. see you guys. Bye-bye. Uh, 425, you're on the cast. That's short for life. Hi, I'm here to inquire about uh, starting a family with Noah's sleepstakes. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, what are your questions? First of all, what's your name and where are you from? So the Fax from Seattle. Oh, it's the Fax. Uh, she was already talking about family. You. So the Fax, you've, you've been going... family, so I have some experience. Oh, you already have a family. You've been going through uh, archives of the show. You've been tweeting some, some highlights. How many episodes yeah, do you figured, listen to uh, a day? I basically probably go through one or two a day. I listen to them at work. 
And I also listen to them when I get stoned at night before I go to bed. Oh, and, I start, and I decided to go all the way back to the beginning, basically. And I figured, you guys have asked, been asking me for an archiver. This is not quite it, but I might as well jot down the things. Uh, yeah, no, it's great. Memorable. Yeah, as well as it's like great. first appearances of ongoing memes and stuff. Yeah, I'm really uh, digging your little, uh, your little mentions. Definitely right. helping us. Yeah. So any any so there you go. I could keep doing that as part of our family too. So see. Oh. So deal. what can you offer Noah as, as a husband? Why should she uh, bring you into into the uh, to the family? Yes. Why? Like I said, I already have kids, so you know that's a plus. How many kids do you have? And uh, I I have two. Are they yours? I have a job. <laughs> How old are uh, these children? Yeah, I went on the Steve Harvey show and we did the DNA test. They are mine. <laughs> That's the Maury show, honey. <laughs> oh, Steve doesn't. Oh, yeah, calling him honey. This See, is there we go. Perfect family. And in the perfect wifely, passive aggressive way. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's like we've been married for five years already. No. I want you. Oh, oh, oh this is face. already bad. Uh, this is not good. <laughs> So what? So wait. How old are your kids? I, that's a question uh, for Rob. Three and six months. Okay. And you're are you with the uh, baby mama at all? Yeah. Yeah. And she's not going to be upset yeah. that you enter a relationship with Noah. <laughs> uh, as long as she doesn't find out, I suppose. Are you going to oh, do so one she, of those? Wait, like, so so she doesn't listen to the live cast. Okay. You're saying this is strictly a solo affair for you. Yeah, it's a little bit too racist uh, for my kids. When they get a little bit older, and I can explain it to them, I think. Uh, no, but your wife. Be fine, but, but yeah, it's too racist for her too. <laughs> what is she? What ethnicity is your wife? She's white. Oh, so what? What do we say that you think is racist? Uh, you know, I can <laughs> take because I got a. <laughs> I guess we are pretty. Hey, um, wait, what's your what's your ethnicity? You guys racist because it's your equal opportunity. Yeah. Uh, make fun of everybody. I so like to think of it more like a racially tinged humor as opposed to downgrading different races. Yeah. But that's me. And no, no, I don't consider you guys racist, but it could be misconstrued that way. That's why I don't listen to it out loud that, at work either. That's a fair um, point. Yeah, I did I play it on accident at work uh, out loud for like three seconds, and I couldn't find the turn down button. <laughs> And Uh-oh. I was glad, like, nobody said anything bad or about Orthodox Jews, because I, I got an Orthodox Jew, like, you know, two cubicles away from me. And that really? That would have been really bad. Listen, turn down yeah. for what? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did have a question for you guys, too, though, besides from the sweepstakes. Uh, I'm really curious as to how you guys afford to live in New York City, because I feel like you would need to make, like, 200K a year to live no. comfortably no, there. Don't. But judging from, like, Sid's salary, uh, you know, well, I have a wife who makes more money than I do. No one lives in Manhattan. Okay. So she's the one that makes 200K yeah. then. No, she doesn't make that much, but she makes enough. You can, All of us live in Brooklyn. Yeah. Uh, most of us in South Brooklyn. I'm the only one in North Brooklyn now. And it's it's relatively affordable. It's still yeah. probably more expensive than like living in uh, Cincinnati or Ohio. Mm, it's which pretty is expensive. Cincinnati. I mean, Brooklyn yeah. Cincinnati yeah, or Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking you know. guy. Or Wales, Ohio. Yeah. Wales, <laughs> Ohio. Uh, but you could do it, especially uh, if you have roommates. You know, you, you can make it work, but it's, it's not easy. Things are really expensive here. I mean, things are like just going places and doing things is really expensive, like going to restaurants and yeah. stuff. Yeah. But, you know, I, I don't, don't go like places. Do you guys ever leave for those reasons? 
Well, like, uh, personally, you know, I've just been uh, raised here, and I, I'm this is, like, what I know, and I really love it. And anytime I go visit another place, it's fun for a little bit, and then I'm totally over it. And I need yeah, New York. sort of like I, the zoo buzz. <laughs> I noticed myself enjoying the local, like, culture for a little while. Like like Rob said, I feel like I, I like being in different places. Like, I like getting out of New York, but it really wears thin if I'm there for more, like, three or four days. Mm-hmm. Especially, like, when I go to Vegas or something. Like, oh, I have God. a great time. I go gamble. And then I'm like, but... I'm not in New York. Like this sucks. You know? Well, actually, there's a part of Vegas that is New York. You could just go yeah, to New York, New it's York. Really it's really not New York. <laughs> the only, it's it's you know what? New York, New York is a lot like Times Square. Yeah. Well, all, the whole strip is basically Times Square stretched out, but with more hookers, like Times Square from the '80s. I've never seen a hooker, like um, except like probably if you go out really late at night on the strip. There, I've passed by hookers, but you hardly—they're not like. Like how Brighton Beach Avenue. You get the hooker cards. Oh, the guys handing out those little cards. Yeah, but it's really sanitized. I feel like I I don't know where the hookers are. Maybe like down. They're probably just waiting at a hotel for somebody to call that phone number. Probably. But anyway, it's not that uh, unaffordable. Like rent is is like I don't know a one bedroom will be anywhere depending on where you live in Brooklyn specifically would be like twelve hundred to two grand. Uh, for for a, a reasonably oh, like sized, the figures I saw were like three thousand dollars for like a fucking hole in the wall. That's a mid, like Manhattan. That's Manhattan. Manhattan. Yeah. Like Manhattan is, is definitely or in Williamsburg. Yeah. If you live in Chelsea. Very, yeah. yeah, parts of Williamsburg as well are, are getting up there. Yeah, and, and the prices are only going up. It's really getting a bit. But also, one thing I have to remember is like New York is enormous. You know, there's so yeah. many different diverse neighborhoods. Like you can live in a shitty ghetto and probably find rent for like six hundred, eight hundred dollars. Yeah. Or you can live in the in midtown Manhattan and your rent could be like ten grand. So And the the yeah. other yeah. side of that, like if you're living in that shitty eight hundred dollar apartment, mm-hmm. you're still about forty minutes away from the city. Right. You, know, you just might like, get stabbed during this. You might minutes. get stabbed on the way to the train. Yeah. But like everything is close to the city, so uh, that's like that's another thing I love about New York, and really the thing that, that I'm sure you know this you can do this elsewhere. But just the fact that I could at 11:30 have munchies yeah. and have nothing in my house and be able to go walk two blocks or 3 a.m. even forget yeah, 11 and, and go on a munchies run like <laughs> without having to get into a car or anything. Well, also, that's my favorite thing. About one me. thing though, when I was a kid, Manhattan used to be like literally anywhere in Manhattan was open 24 7. And with that, it came like, you know, all the drug dealers and mm-hmm. pimps and hookers who were walking around. But now, it, like, really, a lot of New York, Manhattan shuts down at like uh, like one thirty or 2 o'clock. I don't think, not like... A lot of it, not all of it. Like what areas? Like the, like Times Square, Midtown, you know, there are things oh, open. Oh, Times Square, sure, maybe, but... There are things open, I'm not saying everything. Downtown closed, is open until 4 in the morning, everything's open. Like well, bars and stuff, yeah. but I'm talking about... But all about the food, like, are, all the eateries around, too. No, I, I don't know, very localized areas, I feel like, are open around the clock now. Yeah. People There's have gotten all, lazier. And also the 24-hour Dwayne Reeds. We can't forget uh, yeah. that local <laughs> cuisine. Dwayne Reed. Yeah, they serve sushi now. Oh. The, the one, there's a, a Dwayne Reed is basically our uh, New York, farm, like a CVS. Kind of CVS or also. Walgreens. Yeah. Uh, there's one in, in Union Square that has a beer like tap like like you can get oh, yeah, so they have a beer, there's like a bar. Uh, yeah, like craft beer you can get. That's it's ridiculous. weird. <laughs> Everyone's but yeah, it's not that. How much? How much is your rent in Seattle? Okay, it's probably not. Or that do you much own? Or do uh, you? 
My, mine is cheap. It's, it's, uh, it's also like 1300 but I, I, I'm lucky I got a good deal in a nice part of town. But otherwise, it'd be like two or $3,000. And I mean, I make a good living, and paying $3,000 a month for rent would be, would be rough. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, yeah. I, I agree with you there. What do you yeah. do for a living? Noah wants to know. I'm a, I'm a software engineer. Oh, there you go. So you could definitely get a, so here the whatever you're making it there, you could probably make the same amount or maybe even a little more here in New York. And, and you can it, definitely it would, afford to have two families. Yeah, and I, I would live like a fucking pauper if I, in New York. So Noah, are you, I'm sure uh, the the amount of space would be smaller. Yeah, but you you it would be doable though. Yeah, I don't think you'd live like a pauper. I have yeah. two kids and I make it here. You can make it anywhere. Yeah. Anywhere. Yeah. But there, you, you, you're, you're four feet tall, you said. You don't need as much space. <laughs> <laughs> makes a good point. Makes wow. A good point. Burn. Wow. <laughs> he said five, but I'm just, we could roll back the tape. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm saying this, but I'm about the same height you are, so I'm a hypocritical bastard. Wow. You How tall it. are you? I'm like, said, I'm like five, 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 six. No, is that throw a monkey wrench in? Um, no, I don't really like tall guys. Okay. Can you send Rob? A, can you send the, in the room? That's why I didn't go out with that's Rob. That's why all those years ago I, I was rejected. Can you send a, a, a selfie yeah, I, of I, your hands? I got veiny hands, too. Uh, I got yeah. veiny hands, and they got calluses and weightlifting on them. <laughs> oh, so he lived. Oh, is he one of these, like, short guy complex with the fucking bulging pecs and shit? <laughs> How are your traps? He's the most built software engineer at his company. <laughs> <laughs> pushes around all the other guys at the cafeteria. <laughs> He gets first picked in the uh, frisbee yeah, football competition at the picnic. Yeah, my, my my traps are as good as my gut. They're both uh, they both got a nice volume. Josh says he's uh, six three. That's why he can't work out with Noah. Okay, I mean he didn't really want it to work out anyway. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't particularly interested. Maybe he knows he knows you wouldn't fall for him, so he's like eliminating himself from contention. Yeah, he's, he's saving okay. himself the pain. He's playing it off by saying he's not interested in you. That's what it, but you should give it a try. You never know. All these guys are not compl- Why you kill baby perro is now saying uh, he's giving his height, and if you'll reject him. I love that name, by the way. I like that I, height I is the only qualification. Like <laughs> one more question. Let's hear it. Um, which one of you guys is most likely to have kids first, since you're all in a serious relationship except Rob mm. and that hickey person we don't know about? But for the rest of you guys, uh, I think it's between Darren and Sid. Yeah. I've heard Sid talking about. There's plans uh, for in the near future, but nothing imminent. Same here. Yeah. So, in the next couple of years, we might. Why, both. why can't it be Noah? Well, if it's Noah, it's probably because <laughs> I got knocked up because I forgot to take my birth control pill. Uh-huh. One day your kid will be listening to this podcast crying. That was a mistake. She said it on the air <laughs> while taking applications for other guys. All you have to do is I say when the baby when when we decided to have a baby, I stopped taking it. It wasn't a mistake, honey. Yeah. I I would like to just formally announce that uh, I'm I'm adopting. Uh-huh. I will be the first one to try. Are you adopting Barry? Poor kid. <laughs> Not tall enough. He's adopting someone to send on those munchie runs, so yeah. now he doesn't even have to leave the apartment. No one would believe Barry is Rob's kid. Just like when I first met apart. them, I sort of thought that's what it was. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's so nice that this guy brought his dad to Was Barry the same height then? 
More or less, and so was Rob. There. Wait, who did you think was the dad? <laughs> well, <laughs> it was one thing when before I spoke to the two of you that it was a different idea afterwards. I'll we say should that. Should have gotten Rob to sing. Here's this the little boy I carry. Wild child tradition. Tradition. Can I just say I got a tweet from Colin? About uh, 20 minutes ago, Uh-oh. saying, can talk about the WrestleMania card coming up. What? <laughs> In case... Maybe he forgot you. Can you talk about No, it? no, no. I think he's saying he can if we want him to. Oh. He's available. He's, making, he's just making himself available if we want to talk to him about the WrestleMania uh, uh, card. WrestleMania analyst. Uh, are, you a, are you a fan of pro wrestling, the facts? I'm a nigga. <laughs> <laughs> that was Mr. McMahon saying that. We're not a racist show. <laughs> Are you? The facts? Facty? Not sure wrestling and MMA, uh, not pro wrestling. Oh, you don't watch He likes wrestling. the real shit. Sounds like he likes the fake stuff. The real! Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, I got I'll go, I'll go so Colin can talk about WrestleMania. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, we're actually going to get to the question of the week, which is what is your most embarrassing public... Uh, uh, oh, well, he hung up on us. Oh, he did? Hmm. I, I was going to ask him. Included public? Did oh, just your most embarrassing ejaculation be. story. It could be public. Yeah, whatever. But that okay, wasn't sure. Yeah. Question. Your most embarrassing ejaculation story. Let's go around the room. Oh, ejaculation. No, masturbation. masturbation. What am I saying? I'm I thought maybe I missed something. Sure. Masturbations. Most embarrassing masturbation story. Noah, how about you go first? Oh, I don't want to go first. Okay, Sid. I really don't have one. <laughs> Honestly, I racked my brain. I've, I'm pretty good with not getting caught. I mean, I guess the most embarrassing, though nothing ever comes of it, no pun intended, is like on occasion, uh, you know, the napkin will not catch all of the ejaculate and I'm like scrambling to find where the hell it went. (laughs) But there's never been any kind of like wacky situation where all of a sudden there's like a cat licking up jizz. So oh, no. it, it how do you not see where it went? Do you like it's clear when it lands? It goes somewhere. And I don't know. I'm usually in a dark room. Yeah, I've had that happen. Like, I don't know where where it went because I don't I've heard like I hear stories about people jerking off on the toilet like I just can't imagine that like I have to be yeah. laying down yeah I don't, know. I don't have to be laying down but not on no, the I'm toilet I'm usually seated it's, it's more comfortable yeah. oh uh, for sure yeah. but it's not necessary I don't know and I and I never like people jerk off into a tissue like I never do that oh, I, did. I honestly do. don't remember the last time I jerked off and totally I used to feel like that was separate from sex but I don't know, like sex with my wife now. Like I feel like it encompassed everything I was getting out of jerking off. Like I never do it. Well, does she just jerk you off? What is that? <laughs> what sex with your wife is? So you don't have no, to jerk off no, because no, she no. jerks you off. No, we have a, an extremely fun sex life. Rob, will you vouch for that? <laughs> what? I don't know about this. <laughs> have you been? Boy, oh boy, <laughs> monitoring uh, the situation. I had to think long and hard. Oh, oh, pun not intended, and. Uh, I think my my most embarrassing ejaculate or masturbation strike. Like I don't know. Uh, Rob's got come on the brain. Was when I lived with uh, when I still lived at home, like with my parents and my sister. Ninety seconds. And it took you ninety seconds. seconds. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just remember like getting into it and whatever, and I didn't hear, but my like my. my my mom walks in the room and she's I mean, she didn't see me like with my dick out because like the way we are positioned that it wouldn't it wouldn't work that way. But like she knew what was happening. And so she like 
Well, oh, and like and like close the door, right? And then sort of like when I walked in on you. And time. and uh, so that, like by that point, I was like a little embarrassed. But then I'm like, I'm gonna, like I, I'm almost there, so I'm gonna power, I'm gonna power through this. But then my sister was because me and my sister shared a room at the time. My my sister <laughs> was up. was uh, about to walk in the room. Oh. And I hear my mom calling her and telling her, don't go in there. He's busy. He's doing something. Wow. I, that would have scarred I, her for I, life. So when you heard that, you just kept going? You were like. No, at that point, oh, I was done. I was like, no, she can come in. <laughs> it's, She's seen it before. Yeah. No. no, none of that. So that's my most embarrassing one that I could remember. Can we get her on the line now to talk about that? No. <laughs> that is. And the time uh, uh, Sid walked in on me relaxing. Yeah. <laughs> Although, again, Sid, you didn't really see it. I don't think you saw it. I know. I, no. I saw pants around ankles, and I backed the fuck out of the room before I saw anything else. I saw that, and you with a really easygoing expression on your face. And I was just like, all right, what? I didn't know. So Bye. the Zumbas were around his ankles? <laughs> yes. Zumbas! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready now, Noah? Uh, uh, okay. So I feel like I already shared a really embarrassing story. Me too. <laughs> when um, I told you, you guys. Egg. Right. When I told you guys that I used to go to my friend's house. And Your we friend would, Egg. My friend Egg. <laughs> okay. Well, that was her name. Her real name was an Egg. What was it? Her nickname was Egg. I'm Mama, not, was I'm her not real saying, name Mama I'm Raba? Not, I'm not saying what her real name okay. is. It was Sister Raba. Um, it was Raba. <laughs> Her name was Rabba? Well, I did have a pet name for Rob. It was Paz Bunny. Oh. But um my friend Egg and I would take her mom's back massager and take turns <laughs> <laughs> masturbating while we were watching the Spice Channel. What gets me about that is that you never <laughs> thought to like you had to go into the, out of the room. The other one had to go out of the room. <laughs> And we'll let the other one masturbate. Yeah, we would play like very respectful. We would play uh, Super Mario Brothers. I've done that. Like I, I remember doing that with my friends too. When like we'd be over each other's houses and like, like, hey, we're bored. Uh, we want to watch porn. All right, I'm gonna watch it. You go to the other room. Oh, Did you jerk off gonna... when the guy went in the other room though? Or you were just watching the porn? Yeah, no. Like we both. You jerked. both jerked off. This was like when we first got. Uh, cable in our neighborhood so porn was such a huge novelty and they'd be like oh this is the only time we could watch it because our parents aren't home Uh so you but was it acknowledged that you were jerking off it was like hey i'm just gonna watch this and then you come back and watch it uh yeah so for all you know that other guy was not jerking off and you just kept jerking off in his room or maybe he wanted you to. what do you mean no there was one tv one of us would 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 do our business where was the other one when this happened In, in another Watch. room. Okay, so how do you know what business was being done when you weren't in the room? You oh, I guess that's true. That's true. Like, all right. for me. What if Rob yeah. left like cum splotches all over that's the room saying, and then the yeah. kid came back and he's like, what the fuck? What oh, we got a leak here? in the friggin' bedroom again. <laughs> <laughs> Every time Rob comes over. Or he throws ranch dressing or something. Oh, put it on the croutons. <laughs> but anyway, so that's an embarrassing story. But I'll share another embarrassing thing, oh. um, which I am so mortified that I did this. <laughs> and oh, I'm actually, wow. um, so when I w- when I was older than that, but like still too young um, to have enough money to go to the sex store or something to buy anything, or like, or I couldn't like order something online because I didn't have a credit card. 
so I would have, you know, like this compulsion to like put stuff inside of me. <laughs> right. <Wow. laughs> um, so I took an English cucumber. What's an English cucumber? It's a really like a gi- long, those giant like cucumbers. Yeah. Yeah. From the fridge. This is, I'm sorry. Uh, this is where? In her vagina. <laughs> no, like this is in your home. Like in your own, yes. in, like, private. Like the yes. local food town. No, I didn't just go to <laughs> going to sea town with a skirt on. Right. And, and I was like, oh, this looks like a penis. <laughs> Let me try this on for size. <laughs> That's what you sounded like at the supermarket. <laughs> That's me going to every technique. supermarket yeah. in Brooklyn. Yeah. Okay, so so you're so you're at home and you and you you decide. Now, what made you decide to stick? Was this like like premeditated, or you were because just like, I need was, to put something in my my, my vagina? I have, I have this cucumber. That's because, a joke. Because wh- <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it was like. After I had broken up with my first boyfriend, like, I don't remember if, like, what age I was exactly, if I had had sex yet or not, but probably yes. And I just, like, I didn't have a dildo or anything, and I didn't have a a partner or anyone to have sex with. Could have called me, but all right. Um, I didn't want to do that. <laughs> the awkward expression on Noah's face just now was one of the best things I've ever seen in my life. She couldn't even look at Rob as she said that. It was amazing. The eye roll immediately after I suggested it. Was I like, didn't eye roll. I just kind of like... You it, might have not it noticed almost, it. It looked like not. more than she felt uncomfortable, she felt bad for you that you even said that. Yeah. Like, oh, Rob. Oh, silly Rob. Rob, you know, like uh, your whole lives are different. Now, does it still take you back to that place where she rejects you again? No, now? no, not at all. I like, I, I totally don't see Noah like that anymore. Okay, check. Wow, that's uh, twice rejected on one show. <laughs> Three times. <laughs> Three times. You rejected me, so it evens out. Like we cancel each other out. So go ahead. Right. Oh, um, so yeah, you just you just so wanted fuck the cucumber. <laughs> I fucked the cucumber. So like, did you just try it out, or you you went for it until you uh, you you orgasmed or whatever? Um, I started to. And, um, like, I put saran wrap over it, so it wasn't like, it was like... Like a homemade dental dam. Yeah, it was like a homemade dental dam. Did you, like, rub a kiwi on your clit for the extra stimulation or anything else? Is there a whole salad going on down there, or was it just the cucumber? A star fruit. Oh, wow. The radishes. I think the star fruit would be for the other side, but all right. (laughs) Starfish fruit. Yeah, exactly. (sighs) Some grapes in my butthole. Oh, oh that's a drop. <laughs> <laughs> so, Barry, masturbation story? <sighs> um, I have a few. All right, let's hear them. But I'm, I'm only going to share one. Oh, okay. Um, so, I don't know if it's... I think it's more embarrassing because it's more abnormal. Uh-oh. I didn't uh, start masturbating until after I lost my virginity, oh. which I think is kind of uh, the opposite that, yeah, that's of what most people one. go through. So, why is that? Um, it, well, I did, you know, touch myself before I had sex for the first time, um, but I never actually came. And I don't know why I never, I don't think I ever kind of figured out that, oh, this process leads to something mm-hmm. and an actual, like, finish mm-hmm. until I started having sex. I was like, oh, this is why people do this. So the first time you orgasmed, it was like a surprise? Like, oh. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh, interesting. It was like so, a geyser. Because I, I would have, uh, like, wet dreams. So I knew that, like, it felt good when, at the end of the wet dream. 
and I didn't know that. And I also would touch myself and not come, and I didn't know why. But then I put the two together. Like one day it just happened. I'm like, oh, that produced the same feeling from my wet dream. Now I understand. So that's how it went. I was for very me. stupid. <laughs> you just didn't dream enough. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> you didn't have an imagination. Oh, no, it's just right. cutting everybody to the core. Uh, we have we have two submissions from fans that we'll play, and then I just realized we got some drops too that, oh. that we'll power through. All right, the first one is from Mario. Hold on one second, having a little having a little issue here. So the question is, what is your most embarrassing masturbation story? Won't freaking out! So, Come so, on, player. Super Nintendo Chalmers said he'll have the salad <laughs> <laughs> with Rob's ranch dressing. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Not here fresh. we go. <laughs> <laughs> huh, it's a little here file. I think just the file didn't record. Okay, All right, let's we have another one. one. It's appropriate that Mario's file is corrupt, since so is he, pretty much. Mix Master Slappy. What? <laughs> Hello, Metal Injection Livecast and Rob. This is the Mix Master, once again, coming at you hard from the heart of the wretched Bible Belt. We haven't spoken in some time, and it breaks my heart in two. But oh well. I've got an answer for your question of the week. My most embarrassing masturbatory experience? <sighs> That's tough. There's a lot. But uh, once, I think it was in first or second grade, I discovered I could jack off. I didn't know it was a bad thing. I thought it was like some magical gift that only I had. One day in class, I just decided to start doing it. And I was in the back of the room. I turned to the right. And a girl that later developed into the hottest chick in high school was just scowling at me with disgust, staring me straight in the eye. And I also like to think she was staring at me with wonderment. I don't know if she knew what was going on or not that early, like but I had to be around her for another decade, and I always felt weird whenever I saw her. I hope she just forgot. Anyway, I can't call in tonight, but I'll definitely be on the line next week for the big 300. Let's please, you know, avoid 300 movie jokes. No. By the way, what the fuck happened to Shlomo? Was there some kind of falling out? I'm not completely caught up on my archive listening. Talk to you guys next week. Oh, uh, nothing really happened to Shlomo. Shlomo He's just to over college. It. Yeah. yeah. He's over us. Oh, yeah, he. Um, you know how they say "Don't meet your heroes." After he met us at the metal yeah. injection show, he's like, "Oh, they're not as cool as I thought they were." Of course, <laughs> got tired of giving us hashtag free publicity. <laughs> Are there eight emails, uh, voicemails from uh, Blake today? Uh, no, 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 Blake voicemails. So let's just get to the drops. I'm used to those, uh, really quick. <laughs> Is he okay? Yeah. All right. Wait, hold oh, on he, a second. That Pig Destroyer was on tour, actually. So that's probably. There's cool. a funny comment. Uh, Super Nintendo Chalmers says about that last call this sounds like the creepiest episode of The Wonder Years. <laughs> it did sort of sound like he wrote all those comments and then just like recited it from a script. He likes to be prepared. Yeah, that's fine. All right. Here is uh, some drops, and it's in folders. This guy did a great job here. Oh, oh very uh, organized. Kicking it off with some caller drops. Let's hear this. Phil Anthlamo. Phil and Salma. Slomo. Slomo. Phil on Slomo. Phil on Slomo. Yeah. Yeah. 
Metallica's cult following uh, probably isn't going to start riots over you guys pissing on Cliff Burton's grave. Okay. All right. Factual statement. Well, uh, let's beat the dog shit out of them and piss on them. <laughs> um, now, let's just assume that for one, that in this world, uh, Rob Pazbani is an actual a competent businessman. Punch hey. oh. <laughs> him in the face, write fag on his forehead, and take his boot. What was that music playing in the background? Uh, we just had something odd, but let's hear it. Punch him in the face, write fag on his forehead, and take his boot. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I would say a legitimate within the top 30. Ah, yes. <laughs> we need that. That's the ultimate right there. Yeah. Uh, I would say a legitimate within the top 30. <laughs> the best thing about that, is, first of all, it produced now a great line that we referenced back. Yeah. But... I was trying to one him. That's the funny yeah. part of it. You yeah. wouldn't go to it. Right. right. Now, these are Darren drops. Call to the live cast, Mike. Hey, tonight. Gonna be fun. <laughs> <laughs> Just move my bowels, baby. CBSFM. <laughs> he can also dig up Dime Bag Daryl and see if he has a grasshopper dick. <laughs> yeah. I say eye for an eye. We should get that guy and chop his penis off. Fuckhead. That's a good one. That must be about Steve, Steve Harvey. Harvey. Fuckhead. It's the only time like you get that. that angry. I'm sorry. I put up with a lot of shit on this show. <laughs> if your ass is already irritated from wiping, it really makes it worse. <laughs> Great out of that context drop. <laughs> what do you mean I don't have nice labia? <laughs> No, are you lib cunt? <laughs> no, are you lib cunt? It sounds like you lick cunt. And that's not what I said. No, are you lib cunt? No, you can hear the B. Fucking retards. Oh! <laughs> Driving the R. Baby Daniel, why'd they kill him? <laughs> they don't even give me a little bit of cock. <laughs> why the kill in the dime bag? <laughs> what is the topic, rubber? <laughs> Rum, bum, sound of my heart. <laughs> what do you be putting up in your vagina? <laughs> I sympathize with you because my butthole stings from excessive wiping. <laughs> We have a little technical difficulty, so I can't play the uh, clip right now. Okay. Yes. You little Jewish prick. Well, you better go catch it, you stupid Jews. That was far. What am I waiting till Tisha above here? <laughs> what am I waiting till Tisha above here? What's that smell, Mikey? Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's Darren. A lot of Darren wow. drops there. Good ones. Now some Noah ones. You're a banger. <laughs> You're a banger. Like, I want to smoke a bongzilla right now. Okay. I always start dry. <laughs> oh, this is not one of those gay dogs, is it? Can you believe that my grandson is going to be half nigger? Whoa. Let's see it's very out no, of shot. You were like, doing a, a character, clearly. Yeah, I don't like that she one. Get rid of that one. Well, about some of the shit I just said? <laughs> no, from the hot poo. <laughs> Dad, I'm a lesbian. 
<laughs> I'm gonna rape you. <laughs> and I felt like we both needed a shower immediately. Suck my big black dick. Oh, no. What are these from? What was the story that you said? It's a story with yeah. the bum who wanted oh, to rape someone. Yeah, right. I what do you want me to do about it? <laughs> oh, no. Then here are mine. Let's okay. talk about Baby Dimebag, though. <laughs> baby Dimebag. I've been to bars like that. <laughs> be a hero, and you will be able to cherry pick from the best women of our race. Sit on my butthole. Sid on your butthole? Yeah, is that what Sit on my butthole. <laughs> that does sound like I'm saying it. It sounds like point. he was a chubby chaser. <laughs> We'd have to get a third person to be our, our, our complete sub. <laughs> I've had like a dingleberry on my on my hand. <laughs> <laughs> Douchebag Daryl. Oh no! Uh, I don't yeah, like that one. That one's getting. I'm pretty sure the that's ground. not uh, ethical journalism. <laughs> Fuck die bag. Oh no! <laughs> Fuck this fucking website. If you're dropping a baguette in your toilet, give us a call. 646-929-1357. I like that it's one. Like- I hate Pantera with a passion. Oh, I I better not let Jose hear that. This is all out of context. Listen, Noah, Jose Mangan is a piece of shit. He's a wonderful person. I ripped a huge fart. (laughs) I'm a Huggies man. (laughs) I'm a Huggies man. I love that. You say it so confidently. If I was amongst friends, I could probably get into it. Here is some batshit crazy love advice. <laughs> I hope Robert Pasbani gets raped by Euronymous's demon form following an anal pounding by Cannibal Corpse. <laughs> I guess we now see who the real fag is. Wait a minute. <laughs> You're Just that comments. My, my anus felt very stimulated and I didn't want to sit directly on it. <laughs> How sweet are you? Dun, 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 dun. How sweet are you? I'm leaving. <laughs> That's a triple threat right yeah. there. Yeah, no problem. But by the way, can I use your bathroom before I go? White fucking power. Oh. <laughs> These are very out of context. Now here's Sid. Phil Aunt Selma. <laughs> Just dropped a brown baguette in the toilet. Station wagon full of children. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so then desecrate his grandmother's grave or something. <laughs> if Phil Anselmo was the dead one and he desecrated Phil Anselmo's grave, Dimebag would be okay with that. Yeah, I stand by that. That's For I fuck's think. sake, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the ringtone anytime That's I text or call you. For fuck's sake, Rob. <laughs> Love it. Or I am you. Anything. <laughs> if anyone's a time traveler, I'd believe it was Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. No, but where'd you find uh, it? To uh, report metal on? sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a lot to disgust me. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> that alongside murder. Oh, I actually... That reminds me. Darren's wife earlier today tweeted 
a picture. I, 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 she didn't ever reply. I don't know if she was offended or she just didn't see it. She tweeted a picture of a corn dog, mm-hmm. and she's like, "This is my first corn dog ever." Mm-hmm. And I replied from the Vlad injection account saying, "Oh, you mean besides the guy you just married?" And, <laughs> I should be. Oh offended. no, you yeah, did. Yeah, but and, and then no reply. I, re- I was expecting something back. I don't so know if she was uh, mad. She's in the chat, so you no, can, let's uh, see if she comments. Oh no, you didn't. And then I hashtagged it. Oh no, I didn't. And the last so. one. If all the other blogs jump off a bridge, you will also jump off a bridge. <laughs> I like how clear my voice yeah. sounds in these. It's, it's good equipment. Your enunciation. Yeah. It's fabulous. Go me. Radio professional. Yeah, you're, you're a real uh, DJ. So um, I had an idea for our question of the week for next week. What is it? Uh, so someone suggested that I listen to Lou Reads the Internet podcast or something. Lou so, Reed is dead, though. Yeah. No, Lou Reads the Internet. Re- it's just a guy who goes and reads stuff on the Internet. Okay. So, I liked the better one was Lou Reed. Yeah. Okay, so um, Lou Reed was reading stories about horrible parents, mm-hmm. and it was actually good, but I don't know if I'll listen to the podcast again because he, he was not good at reading the Internet, actually. Um so it prompted the question, um, what's a fucked up thing that your parents said to you or did to you? Okay. Mm. That's okay. Weird. That's next Because hearing those stories made me feel a little better about my traumatic childhood. Okay. <laughs> so maybe we can help somebody else. Well, should we make, since next week is the 300th episode. Oh, yes. Maybe, maybe two we should, weeks. Maybe that could be the following. And then next week could be a live cast related one. I have an idea. What? Did you have an idea that you were going to share, Rob? I was going to say, what is the hardest laugh you've ever gotten okay. from the live cast? What was your idea? My idea was, what activity would you want to do with a live cast member 300 times? I think and fucking no, it doesn't count. Because that's too easy. Okay. To, of an answer, not I mean, too easy of a You know what? Do. Since this is our 300 episode, we're going to have two questions oh. of the week. And it's going to be both of those. Two for Sunday. Uh, and so, what is uh, what is the hardest you've ever laughed listening to the live cast? And then, what is one activity that you would want to do with a member of the live cast three hundred times, not including fucking Noah? Correct. <laughs> All that and more. Unless you're a female listener, then you can say fucking Noah. But who's to say that Noah will say yes to that? No one. This isn't something that's actually going to happen. It's just a hypothetical what if it question. Does? Well, then we, that's on you, lady. What are we setting ourselves up for? <laughs> Getting voicemails. Okay. That we then play on the how, air. And how would people get to the voicemail? Robert. Go to metalinjection.net slash livecast, and they'll be right there on the page. Scroll down a little bit, and there's their button. It says, leave a voicemail. And there's a microphone on the button, right? Yeah. I think so. Just in case people can't read and they need pictures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bruno's excited about it. We'll have Bruno on the show. Bruno's dreaming about something fun. All right. His tail's wagging. We're out of here for this week. Thank you again for listening to 299 episodes. Holy crap. Make sure to review us on iTunes. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Metal Injection Livecast. At MI Livecast on Twitter. You don't have to write a review. You could just hit the five stars. Yeah. and, And say these guys are very funny and informative and very pretty. We'll see you next week, everybody. And they like Zumba pants. Zumba! Zumba!